Let's play. figure out what to wear to the MTV 20th anniversary party on Wednesday. May I make a suggestion? Yes. Uh, maybe you should start with your black boots and then yes. uh, your black jeans. I like where you're going with this. And then some sort of black medium t-shirt. And then, By uh, Jove, I think she's <laughs> got it. Now, will you wear a plain black t-shirt or a t-shirt with some writing on it? I suppose... That's the oh. dilemma. I thought you had it worked out for me. I know. I seriously, I've been. You know, I said to myself, I guess a week or so ago, I said I can't just wear the same thing I always wear. You know, it's an event. Suzette's getting all dolled up. Shouldn't I, you know, wear something special for the occasion? And I'm thinking about it. And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. It's making me nuts. I've never worn anything special to any event. <laughs> See, the, the, the all-black uh, suit, that's been my modus operandi now for about a decade. The decade before that, I always wore jeans with a cut-off t-shirt and a Twisted Sister vest. Well, here's an idea. Since really it's a walk down memory lane and it's to celebrate MTV, your heyday on that channel was back in the early 80s. I gotta say, bust out the old TS gear. I hear, Nick, you gotta be with me on that. Put it on the shoulder pads, Steve. <laughs> yeah, awesome. The high heel boots? Yeah, you should just go in there with those shoulder pads with a really <laughs> bad attitude. The costume. Yeah, why not? The stage costume. The bone. Oh. I, you know, I've, I've never gotten dolled up for any of these events. Why should I start now? I went to the Grammy Awards. In jeans and a cutoff t-shirt. I testified before Senate in jeans and a cutoff t-shirt. Every MTV event I went to, every New Year's party, it was the same jeans and a cutoff t-shirt. So, I, you know, and now this is why. It makes you nuts. I remember when you first started here, Nick and I thought you were just wearing the same clothes every day. So <laughs> 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 you've told us that you actually had several sets of the exact same outfit. <laughs> Next time you come over the pad, I will show you all the black jeans and all the black t-shirts, draws of them. We thought, what? This guy he used to be some big rock star. Is he just recycling the same clothes every day? I always have multiples of the same thing. I think I burned out on getting dolled up in the uh, 70s. Because mm -hmm. I used to, back then, I used to have a wardrobe case full of glam gear. Sure. And every night, for three or four sets a night, I would just uh, have to sit there and think of how to accessorize, which top, which bottom, which shoes. I hear you, sister. Open toe, closed toe. I went nuts. Every night was like a was like a mind brain drain just sitting there trying to figure out what to wear for the next set 
And then in the 80s, we started sort of having a standardized tour outfit, you know, once mm -hmm. we start, which was, that was easy. You just put the same thing on every night. I like that. So when I'm not, so anyway, I burned down. I want to think about it. But your current look is a good look for you, so don't freak out. I think you'll look fine in the black ensemble. See, there's well, that's a, another problem. What? There's an awesome picture of Christina Aguilera in the post today. She looks so much like you. She's got garters on and everything with like a one-piece lingerie thing. She's wearing my garter look from yeah. late 70s? Yeah, <sighs> totally. you got to see this picture in the post. She looks like she's singing. She looks like you. It's the Lady Marmalade outfit from the video. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. You like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I like that. That does it for you? <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, it's your choice today, Beth. It I is. see. Uh, well, to be continued, conversationally speaking. I like the Foo Fighters. Yeah, me Maybe too. Maybe they speak to Dave Grohl, though. One of these days. All right, people, it's Monday. Five to go. It's on Radio. It's Radio 104. These Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Well, it didn't exactly kick my ass into the week, Beth. Yeah, I know. I, I thought that too, but then I thought it was it eased me into the week. I need I don't, yeah. I need to get my ass kicked into the week. <laughs> Not well, eased. When your choice comes on a Monday, you can kick us all into the week. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I wish you'd see the importance of that Monday tune, though. I wish you could learn that. See, it's, it's lost the whole week. Now you've set people on a course. Here, let it's Dark Side help you out. Thank you, Dark Side. Need a little lift after that. Yes! Right! See, this is the way you gotta get launched. You gotta be shot out of a cannon on a Monday, Beth. Five days is a lot to swallow, especially if you start on a lethargic note like Foo Fighters. Even though, you know, if, you don't, if I don't hear the words kill my mother, like in the first <laughs> couple hours of the morning, my week's ruined. I hear you. <laughs> I'll try to uh, get together a collection of songs to talk about killing your mother. So I'll be prepared next time my song mandatory. falls on a Monday. Plus, I'm feeling very, like, I, I don't know, I was... What's why I explain it? I had a huge meal yesterday, barbecuing. It kind of went late, and it was a lot of spices and stuff. Don't worry, dark side. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a run for your money. <laughs> but uh, but it's just sort of sitting there for some reason, and it's just making me feel like. Ugh. Ugh. Speaking of meals, so what do you think of Cracker Barrel, Dark Side? Oh, that place is awesome, dude. You I, liked it? Oh yeah, man, real good food. We I went like to Cracker Barrel on Friday, so like a man of my word, we went out celebrating the success of D-Day 2 and how well it went as a broadcast. That's why we were celebrating, and uh, you were Darcy, you were the only one who really like sunk his teeth into the magic of Cracker Barrel. Yeah. The other guys were like munching on rabbit food over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the big old plate of steak and eggs and, and some kind of potato form there. Well, Dave, yeah. you were putting on severe ordering pressure on Dark Side. You were, dude. You were, you were all <laughs> over him. I was so glad I wasn't sitting closer to you. What are you going to get, Dark Side? What are you going to get? Get him the breakfast menu. Do you want lunch? Do you want breakfast? How about steak and eggs? Get steak and eggs. Wow, you're laying it on thick over there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'm looking around the table, and you guys have got what's Cracker Barrel well known for its salad. 
Nobody goes to Cracker Barrel for a I salad. I had soup also. Soup and salad. <laughs> soup, specialty. Was, soup was delicious. Well, yes. I didn't want breakfast. Usually I would get breakfast, but it was noon. And, and Nick had the BLT. What did you have? You had a BLT? I didn't have a B- I had some meat in there. Chicken sandwich, right? Chicken sandwich. Yeah, but it was a really good one. Don't worry. Sean had enough for both Nick and I. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been to Cracker Barrel before a few times and had the breakfast, but I was in lunch mode at that point. But uh, I enjoyed that uh, restaurant. I mean, the gift shop weirds me out a little bit. But, yeah, that, was um, kind of, that was strange. Yeah. Why? What do we mean? Well, they have, like, the sweatshirts with, like, the animals on them and stuff. (laughs) And, like, everything's kind of miniature and country kitchen type things. Definitely down home. Yeah. And everybody who works there seems like they really like their jobs. (laughs) You got that feeling? Really, which I don't get a lot of places. For instance, I asked where the bathroom was, and the woman said, it's under the traffic light. All Cracker Barrels are set up that way. And she gave me this big smile. It makes you feel like you're down south. Yeah. See that? See that? They're brainwashed, actually. <laughs> I, thought, I th- thought if I opened the back of her head, there'd be a little control panel in there. Yeah. She was a droid. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've been Cracker Barrels all over the country, and they're all, like, really consistent. That was my uh, first time to Cracker Barrel, so. And you had soup and salad. It was good. I enjoyed it. (laughs) It's all good there. Oh, I know. Sean had the meatloaf. Yeah, it was a big slab of it. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Well, somebody, who recommended the meatloaf before we got there? Manuel. Right, Manuel. The big boss. Yeah. So you gotta try the meatloaf. (laughs) Because he spent a lot of time in Arkansas. And he says, you know, Arkansas, Cracker Barrel's the pride of Arkansas. And uh, <laughs> Four stars. And he said, the meatloaf is the, is the best. But were you feel, Darcy, you were feeling pressure? Um, you had yeah, to have yeah. been. Well, a little, I was just confused. I was taken back. You know, you walk in the front door and you hit with a gift shop, you know, and you're not, yeah. I'm not used to that in the trailer park, so. He hasn't felt pressure There's like that little- since the first time somebody <laughs> passed him a joint. Oh, dude. You were all over him. (laughs) (laughs) Pressure smasher. I just wasn't sure what, like Nick said, he knew what mode he was in on what he wanted, breakfast or lunch. I didn't know what I I was into. And then I get there and there's all these menus going around. And he looked confused confused again. I I was just trying to be helpful. The same look he had the first time we took him to a nice restaurant and he saw all that silverware. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't know which fork to grab and stuff. He was all freaked out. I was just trying to help him. But Cracker Barrel's right up his alley. They don't have little forks and little spoons and different types of utensils. He's seen all of these yeah, before. Yeah, you should be comfortable there. Yeah, but I, they had two menus. I felt a little freaked him out. That's what freaked me out was two menus. I didn't know what to go for, you know? You know what freaked me out? The biscuits what? and gravy. That was good. <laughs> That's awesome. Looks so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> They're known for their biscuits and gravy. Oh. <laughs> That's very big in the South. I know, I know. When I think of gravy, I don't think of sort of White That's coagulation. <laughs> but I I know people stuff. love it, too. And Todd Thomas was all over that stuff. But <laughs> I don't even put gravy on my Thanksgiving turkey, so I'm no judge. But that freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, it, it is a little creepy and odd. But they, they have, they're big on that gravy, that white gravy. If Very I, southern. If I can't look at it and identify what might possibly be in it, I don't eat it. That's my motto. <laughs> well... Okay, what could let's think what it might be. 
White. My I thought was <laughs> it looks a lot like Crisco. <laughs> you guys were digging in. <laughs> a little just a little too with too much pleasure actually. Not <laughs> yeah. ah, well anyway, but I, I'm I'm glad you liked it. Would you go back to Dark Side? Oh yeah, definitely. I, like I want to go, go back, back during the winter. I want to go yeah. back during the winter when they get that big, huge fireplace cranking. I, dude, it is really nice. You get a table in front of the fireplace. It is like the best. Yeah. It, you know why I was working with Dark Side? Because I figured you, you, know, you rabbit food eaters over there. I figured that you, know, you guys wouldn't really be into Cracker Barrel. <clears throat> so I figured, you know, Beth and Nick and but Dark Side figured like would warm right up to it. Oh yeah, just needed a little help. Well, it was definitely a good call on your part to have me get the steak and eggs. That was good. Oh. Yeah. Nice big piece of meat in the morning. Awesome. If you're going to break away from the from the fabulous diet that you're on that's working so well, you know, do it for a special event. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is buying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. You guys, like, let me off so easy with the soup and salad, Beth. I mean, it was like, it was like nothing. I was looking at the bill. I said, that's it? I'm thinking, oh, God. Especially when we had all those fat guys on the, on the guest list. None of them show, though. Oh, thank God. We had all this, these big sales and promotion guys, these monsters. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I'm like, and as they're getting added to the list, because, you know, they, they really contributed, they really did, you know, to the success of our show, and it couldn't be ignored. You can't have a weight restriction on your guest list. <laughs> yeah. I'm figuring I'm going to spend a half a grand. This is what I figured it was going to cost me like $500 to feed all these people. When they started going, oh, no. Those guys are just going to start, like, sucking it down. <laughs> I just pictured them tearing up the menu in half and handing one side to the waitress going, here, fill that, you know, and <laughs> I'll have that. And, uh, and then they all canceled. That was so cool. <laughs> and you get credit for the invite. A total credit for the invite. Because, I, I mean, I'm, I was gonna, definitely going to pay for it. But, but, man, like soup and salad and a chicken sandwich. and My salad had yeah. chicken on it. I'd like to point Woo! <laughs> 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 crazy! I think that was $5.95. Backing it up. Chicken Caesar. And the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> and the soup. And the soup. Nice little cup of soup, I, I noticed. Yeah. Cup, not the bowl. Don't want to get crazy. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was fun. It was good to uh, hang out with you people. It's always fun. Um, all right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Recap time. Entitled, Cracker Barrel Farts are the best. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, these are the new titles. It's the new wave of, of of recap titles that have no relation to the recap whatsoever. Obviously, you were just you were just you were thinking Cracker Barrel and uh, Dark Side. How are those Cracker Barrel farts? Oh, awesome, dude. Yeah, unfortunately, I was the only one who felt the aftermath of Dark Side's launch. In the production you, studio Friday afternoon. I mean, they don't just, you consider any of those things? They oh, just, yeah, oh, production. Oh, oh, in the production studio. Sorry. Yeah, they just lingered here. I mean, mm -hmm. Friday afternoon. Maybe he started off light, and then all of a sudden, as 
his system digested <laughs> the food a little bit more, they got worse and worse. Yeah, I think around two o'clock was the witching hour. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it was yep. the steak and eggs. What can I say? Kept pretty ugly around here. Ooh, yeah. A lot of protein. Oh yeah, a lot of jet fuel. Well, feeding the, propell- <laughs> the, the propellant for the duty fest that he did later on when he got home. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, recap. So that's why you got the title Cracker Barrel Farts of the Best because you were working on the recap and Dark Side was breaking wind like a lunatic, right? Yeah. I got it. Okay. All right, so do stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Get used to it. Highest in quality. I kind of like it. Best for you. Radio 104. Love it. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. Saz Fest week on D. Snyder Radio. This coming Sunday, August 5th. The Oz Fest comes to the Meadows. Now, somebody wrote in. I'll talk about this more later on. But I should find out once and for all if there are any tickets still available to the Oz Fest. Because I was saying that it was sold out, and on Friday somebody said at the time I was saying it was sold out, it wasn't sold out. Because you don't want to shut it down. That, no. You know, if, I mean, if there are tickets available, especially since we're going to make it so appetizing with our plethora. That's right, a plethora of interviews with OzFest artists, special OzFest games like OzFest Sagas Ivas, OzFest Feud, Shame of the OzFest, At the OzFest with Mudbone. Need I say more? I don't think so. And we'll be starting the festivities in just a little bit with our first interview. We talked with uh, Kobe Dick from Papa Roach. And uh, that was an interesting conversation. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But right now, it is time for the recap from Friday's program. And like I said, it's, it's called Cracker Barrel Farts are the best, and that's really only because of the environment Nick was stuck in on Friday as they were putting together this recap. So do enjoy this offering. It's D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Well, tobacco giant Philip Morris is apologizing for a company-funded study that we talked about that stated the early deaths of smokers is one of the positive effects of cigarette consumption. My bad. That study (laughs) said the financial benefits to the Czech Republic from duties and taxes outweigh the costs of health care, lost working days, and fires caused by cigarettes. On top of that, they said there were other indirect positive effects of early deaths, saving on health care, pensions, welfare, and housing for the elderly. Let's not and argue about who killed who. For Philip Morris said, we understand this was not only a terrible mistake, but that it was wrong. It was totally inappropriate for us to have conducted that It's study. all good. <laughs> <laughs> They've now canceled plans for similar studies in Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, and Slovenia. I mean, there's really nothing else you could possibly say than it was wrong. It was very, very wrong of us to encourage death by smoking. My bad. Even though it was true. Yeah, it's true. Oh, is that? But we can assume that. We don't need you to inform us, Philip Morris. They're insane. They shouldn't have funded the study themselves. It's a tumor. (laughs) Are you sure, uh, Dr. Arnold? It's a tumor. (laughs) Okay. 
Well, the myth that computer workers are nerds is being dispelled by a study revealing that many actually live, quote, normal lives. The study found that 36% feel family life is their most passionate interest outside of work, compared to only 7% who cited computers or the Internet. Almost two-thirds agreed that fixing a friend's computer after work was the very last thing they wanted to do. And almost 70% said job satisfaction was their top motivator. So, wait a minute. Job satisfaction. What do you mean it's top, the top motivator? Rather than money. Oh, that they really like sitting there behind the computer? Just being satisfied with your work. Okay. So, what does that tell us? Nick? Take a computer course. I guess I gotta take a computer course. Uh, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. It would have a lot of our listeners working are involved in computers. I mean, you know. Yeah, everybody uses computers now. The whole computer nerd thing is. It doesn't freak so you out. I mean, you know, growing up in Longmeadow. Yeah. But things made sense. You know, <laughs> there were your jocks. There were the, you know, they were the kings of the school, mm-hmm. and they were your dweebs, your nerds, right. and they were at the bottom. Yeah, and then there were the dirtbags, and they were kind of off to the side. Off somewhere. to the side, yeah. and and everybody understood where they were. Yeah. And along comes Bill Gates, a technological yeah. explosion. Yeah. Everything's turned upside down. Yeah. The nerds are in the fancy cars and the big houses. The jocks are working for them. Screwed what up the whole caste system, dude. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. I don't know. What happened to the, to the to the you know the caste system that we know and love? <laughs> we grew up. I mean, yeah. India has the right idea, Nick, with this caste system where you're not allowed to move up a yeah. spot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, there everything's people- upside down. That's why you so effed up. <laughs> I mean, you came out of school, you were king of the world. That's right. King of the world. And then all of a sudden, technology. Who's that? They're losers Computers. making a lot more money than me. Exactly. Get, getting checks, getting laid on the weekend. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. they should be getting What are they doing in a Porsche? What's Bill Gates need a Porsche for? No, he should be in his mother's basement right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Playing online games. Yeah. yeah. You know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah see? This is the problem, Nick. I understand. I feel my pain. I <laughs> understand you. I feel your pain. This is where things went awry. <laughs> Italian designers have created a shirt that rolls up its sleeves automatically when the air gets too warm. <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> the super shirt is made from nylon and an alloy called nitinol, which returns to its original shape when heated. Sounds like a great idea, but the price tag right now, anyway, for this brand new technology is about $3,700. So, to roll up your own sleeves. Sitting there, they start moving, slowly going up. Yeah, three quarter. Is it getting hot in here? God, my sleeves in this room, I've been going up and down like a Venetian blind. The temperature you're at. That's sitting here in a coat. It's just a light spring jacket. It's a win. I don't know what it's. No, it's not. It's just a light spring jacket. Open it. It has a liner. It's lining. It's lined. Comfortable. They're comfortable. We'd have sleeves. They make one that the sleeves come off. <laughs> the whole when it shirt gets hot. rips off. No, I just want the sleeves to come off. Mr. Lentino special. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, they're going to invent one where this sl- shirt tears itself off <laughs> when you do something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's another bad thing about these incredibly hot days is that people who shouldn't are walking around shirtless just in neighborhoods, cutting the lawn and using the sprinkler. 
rough sight. Oh, yes. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Some of the guys. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Dark Side Dave. <laughs> they have to be comfortable. You know what? I hear they're working on a pair of pants that uh, that actually come down when sex is imminent. <laughs> <laughs> they just start, all of a sudden they open up and start to full come down. Don't bother, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> You can thank Shane for that. That's my dick. Heads up, by the way. That was Shane who told me. You got to check it out. They got it. That's my dick. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> Panasonic is developing a video toothbrush to help people clean their teeth more thoroughly. It would be great if the pants came down and the music played. <laughs> 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 well, what happens when the girls, do they, do they get similar pants or a skirt that lifts or something like that? <laughs> it's going to be a noisy club, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what about the toothbrush, Beth? I know this is a story you've been waiting for. So Panasonic is developing what they're calling a video toothbrush, and what they wanted to do is help people clean their teeth more thoroughly. It's an electric toothbrush which contains a tiny camera next to the vibrating bristles. And when connected to a TV monitor, it helps pinpoint food in hard-to-see places. Oh, I know what somebody's getting for the wedding. When teeth aren't brushed properly, food trapped between gums can rot teeth and also cause bad breath. Poor dental hygiene has also been linked to serious lung disease and premature birth and also heart problems as well. But I'll tell you what, I don't want one. Why? I think I do a fine job. <coughs> you don't need it. No. See, Darson doesn't want one either because he just looks at his teeth in his hand <laughs> and he sees any extra dirt on him and he just scrubs them off. <laughs> they come out. Seems really cumbersome to me too. The camera and all that stuff like that. Wouldn't it just the knowledge seeing? If you're not seeing dirt. Seeing how good you clean. Yeah. You'd be like the Fonz of teeth. You remember the Fonz? He used to walk in the bathroom, he'd pull out his comb, he'd look in the mirror mm -hmm. and go, hey, he doesn't, need he doesn't need it. You sit that little camera in there and go, I don't need this toothbrush. <laughs> you just be feeling really good about yourself. I would never. I would be in there all day. <laughs> I had this dream last night. It just made me think of it, that my teeth were falling out. That must mean something. Nightmare or dream? Well, it was two molars fell out, one on either side, and I became really worried when I saw that when I smiled, you could see I had these two big holes. So I immediately called my dentist. It was this panic emergency. Did your, was your name in your dream Mrs. Beth Wallace by any chance? Welcome to the fold. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that has to be some kind of dream thing, teeth falling out. Okay, we've done this before. Uh, I know there are listeners out there. Uh, who are into dream? We actually have a book, Doc B. Yeah, in it's in there. the office. We should try and find that. But Beth, who's very teeth conscious, <laughs> maniacally so, <laughs> dreamt her two molars fell out, and you were freaking. You must have been I was freaking. freaking. I was. They came out with the way dark size did. I you had them in my there. hand. <laughs> Just like mine. Just well, like except that. in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> Not parts of teeth. That was a great Trunk. day. <laughs> dark size just spit one of his teeth out. <laughs> yeah, great day. <laughs> well, the Coleman Camp Stove Company celebrated its 100th anniversary by constructing the world's largest s'more sandwich. 
Now I would have a piece of this. I love s'mores. It depends. Do they walk on it when they were making it? Because that, those big pizzas they make <laughs> with, the, with the mops and stuff, oh. I wouldn't touch those with a 10-foot pole. Of course, people who don't know, s'mores are chocolate bars and graham crackers and marshmallows all melted together mm. and they're delicious. Mm. It was constructed in Wichita and it had 4,500 chocolate bars, 11,000 marshmallows, and almost 22,000 graham crackers. How big was it? About 1,200 pounds. Where was it made? In Wichita. How was it made? With marshmallows. No, no, no. Was it like... Were people? Well, it was made actually in the design of a 100 to celebrate the 100 See, those big pizzas, they're always walking on them. Mm -hmm. You can't eat that. And I said the rule should be you have to be able to eat it. People were eating it afterward. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very good. This is where it is! Sean just got down on his belly and just started... <laughs> he went into it like a type Burrowing his way <laughs> through. Hey, Beth, we found the stuff in the book. Doug B's book. Uh-oh. Teeth, teeth, teeth. Tell me the truth. Break it to me gently. Okay, you ready? Yeah. If you lose your teeth, you will have burdens which will crush your pride and demolish your affairs. See, now that doesn't sound good. So, uh, <laughs> that, was the, that was the bad version. What's the good yeah, version yeah. on that? Good take. There's no good take. It's all pretty pretty bad. You sure that was your dream? You'll lose your teeth. Again? Read again? You will have burdens which will crush your pride and demolish your affairs. <laughs> Doesn't get much worse than that. Yeah. Pretty bad. Wow. <laughs> I'm not hanging out with you anymore. Julia noted. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. I got two emails from people analyzing that dream where my teeth fell out into my hand. And both of them said that it might actually be that I'm worried about losing something. Well, I got a really good one that you're going to be happy to hear. And, and, I, and it's, it's strangely accurate. Hmm. So, um, but I'm not going to read it. Okay. I'll read it in 15 minutes. Okay, thanks, Dean. At the appropriate time. You're going to, when you hear this one, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> okay. I'll take okay. anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, that was a down note left right there. <laughs> See, now I bet you wish you'd replayed Slayer instead of Foo Fighters. Yeah, uh, maybe. that extra lift. Uh, okay, you know what? We got to take a, a, a break and we come back. We got traffic and stuff. But can let me you, just get. Can you also what? please tell Nick to stop oh. clipping his. His disgusting talons. Thank you for reminding me. In the production studio. I was in the middle of the dam. I cannot believe it. This is a new low for you. What? They're Ooh. flying all over the room in there. They are not. They're going in the trash can. I'm dropping them in there. I'm not what touching if like anything. Flew into Sean's mouth by accident. Where's oh I? He's saying that so that they're going in the trash can. I've sat here and counted about four or five that have hit the floor. Why don't you do it at your own home? I'm gonna pick them up. I don't have time at home. I I, <laughs> yeah. I saw that. What are you doing? Well, well I, a cure for cancer again. <laughs> Yesterday no. you told me you sat around and watched a movie. Yeah, well, I had the I had my sandals on this morning. I'm like, oh man, my my toenails are so long. And then now have, you're realizing this. Oh, yeah, and I didn't have time before work, so I just grabbed the nail clipper, put it in my pocket, and uh, you know, just how about this one? It out. Oh, that is sick and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god, D. I have clean feet. I took a shower this morning. I don't know about they that. They were soaped and stuff. <laughs> I just feel so violated. <laughs> Can we put a curtain up? <laughs> it's not like I don't want to see them in there anymore. Dirt under them or anything. You know? uh, how do you? 
How do you, yeah, suck on the big one. <laughs> we have that big toenail and I suck on it so clean. Oh. Give it a, like a, drag it across your lower teeth just to get a <laughs> resin out of it. I, gotta, I always smell my fingers after I cut my toenails. They smell good. Oh. We've already discussed this many, many times. Right. You know, the only thing worse than that, only thing worse than that, is the original bass player and Twisted Sister. His name was Kenny Neal. And we had our first big meeting with a record company person, a record ex company executive. It was our first, this was in the 70s. And it was our first big meeting. And we're sitting in the waiting area, waiting to meet the president of this powerful record organization. And I look over, and Kenny has taken off his shoes and socks and has got a nail clipper out, and he's clipping his toenails and putting them in the ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just speechless. You know what you can't? You can't get the words out. <laughs> and, and, and I'm just, what the hell are you, JJ? What the hell are you doing? You? Well, just, you know, we're waiting here. I've had some time. So I figured I'd clip my nails. Old like, school. That's not old school. That's, totally that's like school. brain damage school. <laughs> Obviously not in the band anymore. So let that be a lesson to you, Lentino. You find one nail clipping on the table in the office you're dead man it's disgusting you should do your personal hygiene tasks at home it's completely unacceptable under any circumstance to come to work and clip your toenails <laughs> it is it I, really is I understand that but I'm in a room where the floor is disgusting in the first place and if any stray clippings get anywhere I'll pick them up but I'm in here with Sean he won't Sean. find them you I know mean, he won't find them I'm in here with Sean it's Dickhead. like he's gross anyway so what difference oh. does Okay. You guys are in the okay. other room. Everything's closed off. Mrs. Latino, I know you're listening. Where did you go wrong? Where did it go wrong? The great experiment. I mean, I don't know. This is like, this is more vulgar than almost anything he's done to date in its own way. Because this is a hygiene issue. Yeah, I'm trying to keep clean. Yeah. Next thing you know, he'll be trimming arm hair and, uh, yeah. and, and no. washing his genitals in there with a ball washer. I make sure I do that all that before I come here and see you guys. I'm doing all it right. for you guys. You well, don't do us any favors. <laughs> yeah, don't do us any favors. All right, here's the plan. We'll do traffic. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back. I've got the new Euro locations to share with you. Got uh, some uh, uh, information, some reactions. Uh, Beth going to feel better about her dream, about her teeth falling out of her head. And uh, we can talk about her weekends a little bit. And then we got interviews coming up with Kobe Dick from Papa Roach when we were at OzFest. It's OzFest week on D-Center Radio. We're dedicating the week to the OzFest, which is fast approaching. So let's start with the traffic update, and then we'll get it on. Psycho Dan, good morning. Good morning, D. All right. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're going to get back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. Let's see. I think you're aware that it's OzFest week on D. Snyder Radio. In a little bit, we're going to have our first interview 
We have a Kobe Dick from Papa Roach. Later in the week, look forward to On the Road at the OzFest with Mudbone. Yeah, he blends. Uh, special edition Sagazi Voss from the OzFest with Psycho Dan. And what the hell am I going to do this weekend besides go to OzFest? <laughs> <laughs> special title. <laughs> Let's see. Everybody's going to say, go to OzFest, and then they'll list the rest of the things they're going to do. So it's it's all about the OzFest. But enough of that. Let me tell you about the latest D-Euro locations. People, all the, all the locations, or most of the locations we've had before still exist. So you can go to Radio104.com, click on the D-Euro icon, Open the entire list, find a location near you, but I want to really push because the list is getting so long, Beth. The new location, so you're well, well, well aware of them. Like in Ansonia at Family Laundry, in Branford at Branford Hobbies and Strategic Environmental Solutions, in Clinton at Aragoni. Okay, give me a pronunciation on that. It's Aragoni. Uh, yeah. Aragoni? Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Blue. A long vowel, O vowel sound there. Aragoni Detailing LLC in Danbury at Gateway Country and H&D Automotive. In New Britain at Sherwin-Williams Paint Stores. In New Haven at Ted's Auto Center and Westville Gourmet. In stores at Bird Dog Liquors in Trumbull at Lake and Main Service Center. In Vernon, there at We Are Wireless. In Waterbury, find them at Town Plot Spirit Shop and Skate the Planet. In Watertown, Depot Squares, Wine Liquors, and Cavallo's Italian Specialty Shop slash Deli in the Oakville se section of Watertown. In West Hartford, find them at the, the Racket Coop and in Agawam Mass at Country Jeep. In Amherst, Master at Mailbox, says, etc. Man, I'm doing great today. And in Sag Harbor, Long Island, which is... On the South Fork, I am told, they're at Tightline Tackle. It's Sag Harbor is not on the North Fork. Me and my brother discussed this, okay, over the weekend. And I said, was it a little bit on the North, kind of? No, D, not at all. It is distinctly South Fork. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I stand corrected. All right. I got some reaction here. We're done with that. Oh, by the way, nah, I'm not going to get into that now. I mean, I get some... Uh, Letters, a letter from a person um, who said that, you know, that they had some people pull up on them and give them a finger. And for no apparent reason, and they determined that they think that it's because they had a D-Euro on their car that they got the finger. You know what? F those P-word wussy bastards. P-ussy bastards. Can I say that? <laughs> I suppose. You know what? It's, seriously. Seriously. Stand tall. What's that all about? Cretans. <laughs> Not like I beat the crap out of them. I'm twice as smart as them, too. Uh, it's great. Okay, uh, I got some reactions here. Oh, Beth, you're going to be very happy. Okay. First of all, on the subject of money and happiness, Prophet wrote in to say that, uh, that you know, money isn't everything, but as Darkseid said, I'd like to find that out for myself. If I have to be miserable, I'd rather be rich while being miserable. <laughs> point, point taken. Point taken. And this is the one regarding your bad dream, Beth, because mm -hmm. um, I think you're going to be very happy with this. Okay. All right? Beth, don't worry. 
your dream does not necessarily mean those terrible things that it said in the dream interpretation book. I myself had been having dreams where my teeth would fall out. My dentist told me that having dreams that your teeth are falling out could mean that you are grinding or clenching your teeth in your sleep. I already wear the mouth guard. That's it. She doesn't know this. Sure enough, I took a look at my teeth and they showed signs of grinding. So it's just relating to, say, saying that it could be just relating to the fact that you're a teeth, a mouth, you know, a grinder. I am a grinder. Yeah. Um, so you're just, and even though you've got the guard, you still have some concerns about it. Look how panicky you are if you don't wear your, your mouth guard. That's true. See, so, so, and she didn't even know that you were a grinder. She said, check, check with your dentist. Mm. See if you're, she was a grinder. She was dreaming her teeth were coming out. The other two people said that I might be afraid that I'm losing something. Something real or sort of imagined. So I have to do some self-study on that. See what well, I can come up with. You are losing something. You are losing being single. That's true. I'm not afraid of that, though. You sure? I don't think. <laughs> you don't have a little nervousness. You've been doing just fine all these years. Have a nice life. Things are nice. No, Order. but it's going to be better. Right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not. I would say go for it, sister. But just you know, what are you, if somebody says, "What are you losing?" I mean, you are losing your freedom to an extent. Yeah. Stop trying to freak me out, you guys. <laughs> well, maybe you're freaking yourself out. I don't feel freaked out. Are you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> what about me, though? Are you scared to, you know, if you get married, then we can't be together. That's, <laughs> That's another upside. <laughs> I can't see any downside. <laughs> Bonus. <Yeah. laughs> Bonus. Come Just on, good. <laughs> well, you make it so appetizing in there with the tone of in the office. <laughs> Come on. Could you possibly be more attractive? <laughs> I'm running out of time here because you're getting married soon. You I know what? The only way that could have been less attractive is if you were in your boxers and your testicles <laughs> were falling out of one of the legs. That would have really been a good look. You know how to charm the ladies. Would Friday nights at the brickyard, you sidle up with your clippers, throw one foot up on the bar stool. No. How you doing? He whips a foot up there onto the, onto the bar and starts clipping away. What's that? Barky. An ashtray, please. <laughs> I need something to put my clippings in. <laughs> Come here often. Clip, like clip, that. clip. <laughs> Shoots her in the eye. Um, well, uh, let's just uh, talk about our weekends a little bit. I mean, everybody obviously had one, except Nick, apparently. Uh, Nick, he really was a non-event, huh? Yeah, I mean, Brickyard was awesome, and uh, all the regulars were there. Uh, Pierce Jeep was there, Ignaz was there, Zalman. I hung out with Zalman for a while. Zalman, who called Pierce. this morning and said, Tell Nick I called, he'll know why. Yeah, and then Nick said, I've about. no idea. Yeah, so maybe something happened Friday, and you don't remember. I don't know. I don't know, but we had a good time at the Brickyard, and I must say that a lot of ladies there that night. The Brickyard always has a nice mix and match of people there, but um, the women were out in full force on Friday night, which was really nice. Hey, it's a lady! Yeah, it was good stuff. <laughs> but um, I met one woman there who I can't reveal who she is, but she's a doctor. She looks like in her mid-30s, and she was like really concerned about me, and she was talking to me. She said, I need to clean up my lifestyle. She tried Did to take... Boner? 
not in boner. She tried to take my cigs away from me, and that wasn't cool. So I told her to lay off a little bit. I was boning a lady in that. I got to thank Pierce Jeep, too, for bringing me cigarettes, but he brought me Camel Lights, Beth, and he should know by now that it's Marlboros. Did you throw them in his face? <laughs> no. It felt kind of weird. Like he threw his complimentary water-down drink in his fat face. <laughs> yeah, but the Brickyard is a great place to go to Friday night. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, Saturday, I, w I was here getting prepared for a week of uh, OzFest, so that was, you know, kind of whatever. I was by myself, and then uh, yesterday... Look at the level of commitment. He's in here on a Saturday working well, to make this show... The best it can be. Well, I be. should be in here on Saturdays occasionally anyway. I like to come in here on Saturdays even if I don't have a big week of OzFest so I can take care of stuff so I don't uh, I have a hard time getting up. But this weekend, overall, sore. That's just all I was all weekend. My stomach is oh, still... Yeah. My stomach is killing me. I think I pulled muscles all over my stomach. From the presidential challenge? Oh, my God. I, can't, I couldn't move yesterday. I couldn't get out of bed. I predicted it. I was hunched it. over. My sister's like, what's the matter with you? Are you going to throw up? And I'm like... Like, no, my stomach's killing me. She's like... Day three is the worst like, after a strenuous goes, workout. She goes, do you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> well, and she I knows. Said, no, I, I think I pulled muscles all over my stomach. Well, you didn't stretch out and... Pull-ups are something that you don't usually do, and they can really hurt your stomach. Oh, oh I don't know, but I, I was so oh, Plus sit-ups. You're right. Day 3D is not a good day after, you know, two years of doing nothing, then all of a sudden <laughs> you're facing off against someone in a presidential challenge like that, but... Uh. Uh, well, how's Sean fare? Is he? Did you feel any aches and pains yesterday, Sean? Uh, no, actually, yesterday and today, I'm I'm actually <laughs> fine. Not really sore. Saturday was the worst um, for me. It was I'd be sitting in a chair and go to get up, and I could barely like lift myself up. <laughs> That's kind of sad, you guys. <laughs> but <laughs> Beth, it's a presidential <laughs> challenge. I know, but you're 30 years old, Sean, and 31, <laughs> and because you did. 30 sit-ups and 15 push-ups you couldn't get up. 15 push-ups? They have 44 push-ups. Yeah, but... Yeah, he did a lot of push-ups. You gotta understand, Beth, it's the commander-in-chief. It's his, you know, <laughs> workout there, so it's a tough one. <laughs> I see. So yesterday was a recovery day for you, was it yeah. not, Nick? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, myself, um, things were... We did the Cracker Barrel thing on Friday. Mm -hmm. Didn't get to see Planet of the Apes. That thing was just like sold out all over mm -hmm. the place. I mean, uh, we went to the theater and it was sold for three shows ahead. You know, they were showing it was one of those things where it was in like three theaters, mm -hmm. and the eight o'clock, eight thirty, and nine o'clock show were sold out. And I'm, sh I'm sure you'll probably mention that in your news mm -hmm. later on. But uh, that thing broke. It broke the record for the best opening weekend for non-holiday. So, uh, something like $69.5 I think it came in second for that day, actually. After for for non-holiday yeah, week? Yeah, after the second Jurassic Park. Mm, I would my, check my that's facts. That's my figure show. I would check my, I would check my facts. As uh, Leah Rosen said, different. Um, and she doesn't lie. Uh, also, um, oh, I did a little, had the sea do out. Went down, my, my brother Frank, the cable guy, and my sister were out camping on the south shore of Long Island. So, took the sea do down there the personal watercraft and uh, we went in the sound and we had a blast that thing is a blast and if you haven't registered to win these Cedar yet 
should be sure you do. You can go to Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury, where I got it, or Humphreys East in New Haven, or Humphreys West in Westbrook. We got this huge, called a monster tube. You can fit like two or three people in it, and you tow it behind it. This is dark side. This is water hijinks. Let it's me tell you. Choice. Whipping that thing around, kids just screaming and yelling, <laughs> <laughs> flying around. Ooh, but I, I one time I, I lost a couple of the kids. That was <laughs> they have life jackets on, Beth, and, you and lost wetsuits. <laughs> That's well, a big the ocean. Thing, They're little kids. <laughs> what you do is, you know, you blast in and you and you turn, and when you turn, the um, the uh, tube swings out wide, and the centrifugal force, like it starts getting that whip effect. It starts whipping around as you're turning, and it's and it becomes like it's just like skidding across the top of the water, and then it took got a little air. Next thing I know is just I see kids flying through the air. That wasn't good, but uh, they're very. And, uh, but we got them out of the water. They were okay. No one was permanently hurt, stunned. <laughs> but good, they want to go back for more. They loved it. They loved it. it. Was good, clean, good, wholesome fun just uh, out there in the water. So we had a good time with that. It's good to see my fam. And this I can't really say a lot about because I am sworn to secrecy. But I will say that uh, Mark the Animal Mendoza came over yesterday to the house for a barbecue with the fam. Just the animal. Oof. And it was good. We had, we, had, we had a pretty nice time. That's good. Yeah. He has specifically asked that not discuss the contents of our discussions on the air <laughs> as a request of his. But uh, I don't think I'm violating that by saying that he came over and we had a nice time. Uh, I will say it was nothing really heavy. We just, we tried to do is just sort of have a nice time like we used to, you know, like with nothing heavy there. You know what I mean? Just get together and socialize. And uh, so uh, it's good. It was, it was good. And uh, matter of fact, in two weeks, what is it, uh, August 15th, we're doing a signing session for the release of this Twisted Sister tribute record that's come out. That's coming out in a couple of weeks, so we're actually going to be getting together there for. Uh, um, and no, we're not putting the band back together. <laughs> Come on, there's phone calls on Long Island. People who just take everything out of context, you know, because JJ was on the radio down on Long Island, and and, the, and everybody's like they, they're reuniting, but it was probably said that we are reuniting for this in store. And everybody just heard the words reuniting, and and so the phone's been ringing off the hook all weekend. Right, you guys, okay, you get back together? You doing a show? I'm like, no, 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 nothing of the sort. Not happening. Not not right now. Not no yet, plans. Anyway. Still no plans. So Dark Side Dave, uh, Nick, uh, keep going here, right? Yeah, we're fine. Okay, uh, Dark Side, anything interesting on your uh, agenda? What'd you do? Uh, well, Friday, um, basically just like hung out and stuff. Didn't do too much of anything. You know, after I was relaxing after the whole crackle bar Cracker Barrel incident. You know, at home. He needs sure. some downtime after yeah, sure. you know. Day three is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Saturday, I, I did it again, dude. Remember how I was telling you the story about how I went to that fine restaurant in Simsbury and I was totally underdressed for the occasion? Ripped jeans with boxer shorts hanging Oh, out. no. I did it again this weekend, dude. We went, uh, me, Michelle, the boy, and a friend of mine, uh, and his daughter, we all went to Rhode Island to meet up with her family, and we were there having a good time and everything like that, and we went to this fine, fancy restaurant down right on the ocean, you know, overlooking part of the ocean, and... Now, you knew it was fancy up, uh, up oh, front, you knew yeah, it was fancy? Yeah, we had fancy? to call and make reservations. 
Well, so, some uh, non-fancy restaurants also <laughs> require reservations. No, I mean, but this was like a fancy okay. restaurant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Beth, the wine had cork for the bottle. <laughs> my, idea of fancy. A fancy, my idea of a fancy restaurant is cloth is napkins. You don't have to take a number? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Did they have cloth napkins? <laughs> yes, they did. And they were done up like the Pope's hat ah, on the plate. All right. Yeah, Ooh, good that's stuff. fancy. Yeah, that's right. So... Um, you know, I showed up there with the do-rag on and, and tank top and, uh, you know, shorts and everything like that. Tank top, shorts, and do-rag. Yeah, yeah. And sneakers. Dude. That's, Dude, you're missing. That's pretty, pull it off. pretty bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Exposing <laughs> all of the tattoos. Yeah, well, we were out of state, and I figured, ah, who cares? These people aren't going to see me again. I don't care. It's just a respect. Do I have any respect for Michelle? You're going out to dinner with her. Why don't you get dressed up? Yeah, I wasn't expecting good. to be going out, and I'm out of state, and I, I didn't have enough, like any fancy clothes with me. You didn't yet. have any clothes with sleeves? Actually, no. You didn't I have didn't. a Sunday going to meeting clothes <laughs> on. <laughs> no sleeves at all. So, uh, you know, we were sitting there eating dinner and everything like that, and I felt, once again, totally out of place. But I brought a friend with me. I brought my friend uh, Mike with me so that I didn't feel too out of place or anything, and the two of us sat there looking like scumbags while everybody else was all dressed real nice and everything. <laughs> so that was a good time. It was pretty cool. You see, you're missing one key element to that, that look, getting away with that look. Farting? No, you're not a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> I know. See, if you were a rock star or a celebrity of some sort, you can get away with it. You think that farting would make it acceptable? <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd kinda or or it a very expensive piece of jewelry. I think I told you I had a producer who dressed like that all the time, and but he wore a twenty-five thousand dollar Cartier diamond encrusted watch. Mm, yes. I would think so, it would be fake if somebody came in wearing a tank top, shorts, a do-rag, and a fancy watch. You, could, they, you can't fake this. And, and when you add the the Amex Platinum card to it that or the helps. Titanium card, you whip that out, then they really don't care what you look well, like. Well, I'm just living know? within my means, you know what I'm saying? I don't have the money for fancy dressing type of clothes and stuff, so I'm just hey, man, being me. You're right, you're right. But you do feel kind of weird when everybody else is dressed nicely and you, you don't want to... You know, disgust people. Well, I did for a little while, appearance. but then, then the Sam Adams started showing up. So then, you know, I felt a little better a little later on throughout uh, the meeting. I think it's less being yourself, and at some point it becomes defiance of society. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Could be. By the way, nice color. Oh, my That's God. So, yeah, Sunday. God, dude, I got fried. I am so roasted. I went to, we went to what is it, Charlestown Beach, Charleston Beach there uh, down in Rhode Island. Awesome. A great time and everything like that, but um, I, I didn't put any sunblock on. So I put it on my face and I, over the new tattoo and everything like that so that it wouldn't you know, get all messed up. But my back is roasted right now. And Beth, you kind of ruined my time. You there. had your shirt off? I ruined your time? Yeah, because every time I was in the water, I just kept thinking about all your shark stories that you keep uh... pulling up. And I'm like, dude, Taz, I don't think we can be hanging out in the water anymore, dude. I got to go up there. So we went up and built like a big sandcastle and everything. But yeah, my back is roasted. Well, dark side. Some lessons learned this weekend. Hope you had a good time. <laughs> Let's take a traffic, get a traffic update. I want to find out what Beth did because uh, it was a very special weekend for Ms. Lockwood. Psycho Dan, what's going on? All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Fruit 2O by Very Fine. Traffic beginning to pick up out there now. 84 East, a little bit slow, approaching the downtown tunnel. 84 West, we have heavy traffic now coming over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South. 
pretty slow, mostly in the right lane from exit 33 down to the 84 merge. 91 North is delay-free. Traveling on Route 2, you'll be slowing down from exit 3 up to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven remains delay-free. 95 South, still steady traffic from exit 51 leading up to the Q Bridge. Traveling on Route 8 in Waterbury, it's a smooth ride. At 717, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report. I'm Radio 104. Beth. Mm-hmm. I know what happened this weekend. Why don't you tell the people what happened? Well, first I'll tell you about my Friday. Since I didn't have the biscuits and gravy, I didn't eat quite as much recovery time from Cracker Barrel. So I was able to go out Friday night. Oh, you were? And I went to the tennis, the Fox Force tennis, where the Jensen's played. And Jimmy Connors, who at almost 49, looks like he hasn't aged a day since the 70s. You go, Jimmy. And he's still wearing the short shorts, the old Jimmy Connor short shorts, and oh. still pulling them off, I will say. Your balls are showing. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> and uh, in addition to still looking just cute as a button, he still played well. He, he beat Luke Jensen one-on-one, and then in doubles, they totally destroyed the Jensen's. He's, What's with the Jensen's? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Connors is almost 50. And the other guy who was playing with him is not even really a world-class player. So I don't know what happened to the Jensen's, but it was what really What were they like on the court, the Jensen's? Were they, they were, were a little clowny. Yeah, they were clowning around. It was fun. And so um, It was I, a good time. People enjoyed it. Did you I run into so. the Jensen's by any chance? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't they didn't spot you in the crowd and go, Beth. It was sold out. It was a really good crowd, so no. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Then Saturday, I just had a nice day. I went down to Essex with my friend Alice. We hung out. That was fun. And then Sunday... Sunday. ...was uh, my shower. Big bridal Ooh. shower. Were you surprised? Was no, it, surprise it wasn't show? a surprise, which was fine. My mom and my sister um, and my bridal party put it together, but I was informed, which I actually prefer. I'd like to go... <laughs> Sorry, dark side. Wearing appropriate dress. um, So I actually preferred that. But it was nice. About 20 people, and I got some great stuff. It's sort of a weird experience to sit and just have gifts bestowed upon you and not reciprocate in any way. You're not really used to that, just getting a bunch of gifts and not giving any. But I'll take it. And everybody sits around, and you open the gift, and everybody goes, ooh, yeah, ah. right. And then the male strippers come in, and yeah. everybody acts silly and crazy. No, no male strippers, Let's but I, it. <clears throat> I did get some, um, <laughs> I did get some sort of unmentionables from, uh, one from my bridal party, one from my sister, and one from my mom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Were you, were you like, did you get red in the face? Yes, of course. <laughs> I said, this is from you? <laughs> no well, pressure you- for grandkids at all, you know? <laughs> like, get to it. <laughs> so, that was a little embarrassing, but... What, 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 what kind of unmentionable? It was sort of my, the one from my mom and the one from my bridal party were tasteful. The one from my sister... Yeah. <laughs> Downright embarrassing. Crossless. <laughs> well, at first I thought there actually was no bottom part to it. And then she said, no, here it is. I said, you mean this string? Oh, that's so cool. Leave it to Kathy. Oh, totally. But it was great. They put together a really wonderful day and... I got great stuff, and it's people are so generous. It's overwhelming, but I, I really, I really had a nice day. 
So it's kind of completely the black sheep in those environments. I mean, everything's all nicey-nicey. Then she whips out the crotch. (laughs) I mean, you know, she knew that I would have the reaction that I had. But (laughs) hold it up. Hold it up. (laughs) And there's Glenn's mom. And I'm like, oh, God. Thanks a lot, Kev. Did they do the thing at the... Uh, at the shower with the stupid hat no my well actually my roommate made it into a great uh, faux bouquet that you're supposed to use at the um, at the bridal shower but my aunt sally insisted that i put it on my head at one point yes so, that's what yeah. they do they you know what they do that guys you guys wear that Mm-mm. they take all the bows from the packages and they assemble them and then it's supposed to be made into a hat and they make the woman put it on her head as a hat, and they take a picture of her with this huge pile of bows. <laughs> on. It's the most embarrassing, ridiculous thing. A buddy of mine, and you know, and and, I, and it's bad enough. A buddy of mine had a baby shower, and they decided, hey, this is the two thousands. Screw this, you know, the baby showers for the woman only. The males sharing the experience. So they had a baby shower with the husbands mm-hmm. and the wives there, and some kids as well. The look on her face at the end of the shower when they stuck that big pile of bows on her head. You know, bad enough she's nine months pregnant about the birth. Now she's got this embarrassing bow hat on. Well, one of my other aunts, my, my, my aunt Ronnie, my mom's sister, made it better by saying, you look like Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady when she went to the oh. races. So I thought, oh, this isn't so bad. Oh, that's, that was nice, Mom. That yeah. was nice. But I don't think Audrey Hepburn ever had a nippleless bra outfit. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Just I think that guess. scene got actually left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And it is OzFest week on d Radio. We do have an interview with Kobe Dick from Papa Roach, who is a fairly interesting guy. He's a loose cannon, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. And, and kind of goofy. Yeah, I would, I would say that. Goofy to describe him. I would too. I mean, where the, where the uh, lead singer from Disturbed, Dave, what's his name? David, I got his name is somewhere on the list. Draymond. Dray- Draymond. He's very sort of reserved and very intelligent. <laughs> serious. And very, mm-hmm. very serious. And by the way, when he finishes the tour, he's getting an operation for an ulcer. Apparently, he has a really bad ulcer. So I guess that music. Isn't the avenue to let out yeah, all of you? If I wish I had known, I would have said to him, dude, yeah. aren't you supposed to like vent with his music? Because he was very uh, held to it. But, but Kobe Dick was just kind of almost like a Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Quiet, quieter, but kind of goofy. So uh, but you'll hear for yourself in just a few moments. We're taking a break. Coming back. Got some uh, reaction to different things. Life is good. It's D Snyder Radio. Stick around, all right? It's Radio 104. D. Snyder. Can I just say that you rule the earth? But you can call me D. D. Snyder Radio. One. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 666-4444. On Radio 104. Tomorrow on D-Snyder Radio, OzFest Week continues. We've got an interview with David Draymond of Disturbed. I was talking about him a moment ago. And Thursday, look forward to the shame of the OzFest with Nick and Sean. Who really got their asses kicked, which we kind of expected. 
somehow I see Ozfest as being a more volatile place than <laughs> Bushnell Park. Yeah. Or oh, that food thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The taste of Hartford was pretty raucous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no Ozfest, though. though. They were angry. They yeah. were angry at the taste of Hartford. Uh, uh, you know, I expected the taste of Hartford to break into a mosh pit at any moment. People started hitting. <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't. So uh, we have that to look forward to. A couple quick reactions before we get into our fabulous interview with Kobe Dick. And uh, this one says, uh, it's from Bad Andy B. Who writes to say, I was recently in Japan for business. See, we've got... All kinds of people listening to these nine radio. It's a very varied listening audience. I love that. One of the nights, we were out in Yokohama partying at the Hard Rock Cafe. After having a few drinks, I decided to check out the cool stuff hanging on the walls. As I made my way around the bar, I began to wonder if there was any Twisted Sister stuff on the walls. As I made my way back to the bar, I saw something. I moved closer, and there it was, on the wall, framed an actual Twisted Sister album under the blade. Check it out. Right on. <laughs> yes, we were popular in Japan. They liked us in Japan. And uh, Big Bob from the Tuck writes in to say, D, I saw MTV's Cribs last night and Ozzy's kids were on showing their new house under construction. Has anybody seen that? They have sort of a, a Cribs, Ozfest Cribs or something like that, I heard. Mm -mm. Yeah, apparently, I mean, they show... All the bands. And, uh, you know, some of the little bands, most of the little bands, they've got little apartments. You know, it's nothing fancy. They're just showing where they live. And Ozzy's currently having this huge mansion built. Anyway, he says, Ozzy's kids look more lost than their father ever has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. The question is, when is MTV going to show your house so we can see your crib? And God, I hope we don't see your kids running around looking like you did back in the Twisted days. Um, no, you will not see my kids running around like that. Um, actually, uh, there, there, there has been some sort of very, very, you know, some inquiries made in circles, uh, people who were close to me, involved with me. And uh, I feel my house is, is crib-worthy. Yeah, your house is very nice. Yeah, you guys haven't even seen the uh, the backyard. It's crib worthy, so uh, uh, we may you may see that, but there's no actual plans for that right now. Uh, I actually would like to see the uh, Darcy. You haven't seen the Ozfest cribs? No, no, I haven't seen it. I would figure you would be recommending that as viewing. Hmm. You know, take a look, something like that. And speaking of of MTV and and all that stuff, Nick, didn't we get some notice or something today or the other day that something I did with MTV is going to be aired soon? Oh, here it is. Yeah, VH1. Yeah, August sixth. When is that? That's uh, Monday. Right, it's a week from today. Yeah, I did this. This uh, we'll we'll let you know this again. But I did this. They're having a landmark five-hour documentary series called "From the Waist Down: Men, Women, and Music," and they interviewed me for it. It's, it's pretty much about sex and rock and roll. I told me talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, usually I was by myself. Uh, <laughs> anyways, okay, enough of that. Let's get down to business. It's D. Snyder Radio. Everything you say to me. On tour with OzFest 2001. Here's D. from the Tweeter Center in Camden, New Jersey with Papa Roach. All right, we're with Kobe Dick from Papa Roach. Man, we spoke to you yes. before on the phone once. Yes. It's great to meet you. It was, it was probably... 
145 days ago. <laughs> Very good estimate. I counted actually. the days. Since it's kind of days, so you met with me again. Yes, D. Yes, it's a pleasure. I love thee. You look much younger than I thought you were gonna look. I'll bet you get that a lot. Yeah, I can't even grow. Fa- I can't even grow like sideburns or anything. Yeah, you're like a real baby face, bro. Yeah. What about pit hair? You got pit hair? Yeah, a little. Not that much though. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. Pubic hair? No. I don't want to see it. No pubic hair? <laughs> nope. I don't. Need, I can't even grow pubes, man. I kill for that. My nuts haven't even dropped. I got hair growing places like I don't even want it growing. <laughs> you're just no. like, no, go away. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, seriously. It's Who not, gets waxed? It's not fair. It is why. I, what do you, that's not news to my audience. <laughs> <laughs> Wax the back. My wife does it for me. Rip the <laughs> hair out. I hate it. Who wants to reach back there and, and feel like dreadlocks and stuff? <laughs> dreadlocks. <laughs> you were married, uh, right? Yes, I am. That's right. I remember that. I, I just celebrated my four-year wedding anniversary two days ago. Bravo. And how long have you been on the road now? Um... Almost two years, coming on two years here wow. pretty soon. Is there an overall direction on the first album that you could say? Well, I mean, definitely about life experience, you know what I'm saying? Angry? Were you angry? Um, I mean, at certain times, you know. Frustrated? Like, yeah. Pissed off? Yeah. So now... it's it, And the thing is, is it was, it like, when we, when we do it, we're not doing it because it's a trend or something, you know. It's, it's just kind of like the direction that music took. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like. Well, you got reason to be pissed off. I mean, up until recently, being in a heavy band was an uphill battle to get yeah, airplay to get attention. How long? You were together for a while. Yeah, I've been together for eight years now. Oh, I remember we were talking about yep. this. I said Twisted was the same way. Yep, eight I, I, years. I, I, That's why I was so pissed off. Yeah, I was like, God damn it! Yeah, let me get a record deal. This blows. <laughs> But, but it's it's all good now, you know, because well, we're just problem. doing our thing. To Beth, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I ask you. Because well, no, there's a pro- there's still a uh, like every day we get on stage and it's like it's we feel that we still have to prove something. It's not it's I, not okay. Now we made it. Now we're just at the bottom of this big old huge anthill again. Can can you Big know? Brother D give you some advice? Break it down for me, D. Okay. Don't go home and write the lyrics because <laughs> I went home, man. And I was sitting poolside with like five cars and a million dollar house and two boats. And I was trying to be angry and I really wasn't angry anymore. You're just like, oh, it's all good. This is pretty, it's all good. Hey, man, I, I only own one car. Yeah. What is it? It's a, tr- it's a Toyota Sequoia. And, I, one? and nice. I only own a house that is not even very expensive. So I'm, I live like. You're socking it away? Yeah. <laughs> I want to be old and be able to just chill out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. Five cars and a million dollar house, those were short-lived. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that was away. like... I lost everything, man. Yeah, man. It's like for... Like, we watched all the VH1 specials. Oh, watching it in August. Are, yes. Is it coming out? Yeah, Twister's yeah. got one in August. When you, when you hear how dire... They don't even know. <laughs> they know it was bad, but I actually come clean with just how bad. And you're going to say... Call our accountant and tell them to invest wisely <laughs> in bonds, something, some T-bills or something that's not dangerous. I will definitely watch the Twisted Sister. Seriously. I think Binders. it's in August, the middle of August. Of cool. Time. But I think that's really wise. How, how are yeah. you so wise? I just, so, I just like to, music? I mean, what, I mean that and just me personally, I, I've been poor all my life, so I just kind of like. That's a big motivator. You know, it's kind of just like, okay, well, it's all good, you know. If I now, can pay my bills and eat food, then I'm happy. Are you checking the bank account and the credit cards because the wife is home with the money? Oh, no. She's more frugal than me. Uh, okay. Nice. It's good. You I'm a lucky that. man. No, I'm blaming my wife, by the way. 
Hey, so that was not the money spent. If I'm just saying this could happen. You know, you could be here thinking about how we're saving. I'm socking away, and she's blowing it all out in San Francisco or wherever you live. You guys live in Frisco, right? Uh, Sacramento. Sacramento, up that way, though. Yeah, Northern Cali kids. We were, people were trying to tell us to move to L.A., and I was like, uh-uh. So, no. Beth, ask them the question you asked at the beginning. We know it wasn't a chainsaw. Oh, I said, what happened to your head? Because you uh, big The chainsaw head fights head we were head. having last night? <laughs> No, it's a microphone beating my skull. On purpose? No, the, the microphone was beating me up. On purpose? You're doing yeah. that? It's well, an inanimate like object, still. Beth. Yeah. I, I thought, I, doesn't actually I, thought I was stronger than the <laughs> microphone, and I'm just not. No, I sometimes, like, the audience will... I'd have they grab the cord or something, uh -huh. and then you pull back, pull it back, and whack and then yourself. They let go in of the it. Face. They do the old let go of it, and then you get whacked in the teeth. Or what? Yeah. Chip tooth? Yeah, all I had one of those. I had, so I got it capped. All right, we were just we were just uh, talking to a guy from Disturbed, uh, da David. Disturbed. <laughs> you know, like the bears. <laughs> Dumb bears, right? Dumb bears. Dumb bears. Disturbed. disturbed. I love and and he's got like no tats whatsoever. It's clean. I know. Because of religious Our belief. Or, and bass player don't have any tats either. Is that right? Yeah, no piercings, no nothing. Well, he says religious belief. And I know Twiggy from Manson, at least last time I saw him, he was clean. He had no tats. It's almost like at this point, Beth was saying, because Beth doesn't spend a lot of time at events like this. I was just saying that you notice the people who don't have tattoos almost now more than, more the, than people the people that, who do. Yeah. you got to realize, Beth, say that... Beth. I mean, <laughs> how well did you do with, with like chicks before the band? Non-existent, well. right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to remember that or you can make some big mistakes. And I fortunately <laughs> didn't make that mistake. Yeah. Because you got to realize that if they didn't pay attention to you back then and they're paying attention to you now, what's changed? Your career, your success yeah, yeah. has changed. So, and you're is that a rock really, star. Yeah, is that really what you're selling? You know, Is that really yeah, why exactly. you want them crawling into your bed? Like, the whole thing about being a rock band is not chicks and money and cars. and It's not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Not for me. Not for me either. I oh, mean, cars, yes. I, I, like, a, a I like cars, yeah. Cars and money. I mean, chicks are good, good to look at. Well, you got one, though. You could throw meat at them. You can, hang on. You can pee on them. All right, now yeah, you're getting it. Who are you, CeCe DeVille? Oh, Cece remember DeVille. when I heard about the thing when he gave the girl the anima or something like that? Yeah. And she crapped all over the bus What did you hear something? that? Just a roundabout story from Oh, because it was on a radio show. He must have told it. Yeah. Maybe I heard it from you. Nah, I don't know. Did we tell you that? Yeah. Maybe. But or maybe. I don't Mr. Know. Weatherman. The Mr. Weatherman story. <laughs> he told us he had Shisa all over the back lounge. Good job. <laughs> he, he had a uh, he had a, he told us and this was in passing. It was so disgusting I didn't even want to open it up. <laughs> you know, certain things like you don't want to know more about. <laughs> and he said that in his house he had a room for peeing on women. With a mattress that was dude. just there for peeing on women. Dude, CC DeVille was breaking it down raw, primal style, dude. Come on. <laughs> You can't be mad. in the pee room with the yeah. I used to <laughs> yeah. used to bring the girls in and pee on their chests. Ah. <laughs> pretty good, Cece. Dude, I tripped out when I because I because I was a big huge Poison fan when I was a kid and and I just watched the Behind the Music actually yesterday and I never really heard him talk before and he bust out with that gnarly voice. I'm like. Damn. He's, he's more like... Where did Gil that come from? Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> meets Jerry Lewis. Kind of. Yeah. yeah he's like, used to pee on the girls. <laughs> All that good stuff. Very funny guy. And actually, he's got kind of got it together. We're talking about Kobe Dick from Papa Roach. The album's called Infest? Not, not Infest. 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 And the current single is Between Angels and Insects. 
Yes. I'm not even going to bother asking asking what that stuff means. I'll say that for the other interviewers. Yes. But Rolling Stone named the album top ten of the year 2000. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was what? actually it was actually the fans that voted that. By the way, I want to thank you for your first single because. My daughter, who's four and a half, walks around singing, <laughs> cut my heart into pieces. Every, every I'm day like, you're like, life. It's life, not heart. <laughs> but she just sings it over and over and over. You're it's like, cute from a four-year-old do- girl. Shut up! Shut- but um, when you guys broke out, it was like, I remember uh, Carson Daly was like, and uh, Papa Roach in at number four. Like, yeah, that was It was like weird. completely a surprise. Yeah, definitely weird. It's it's crazy though because you see how things change so fast. Like it's like we were boom right there, and then now we weren't there. But it's all good because well, we, I mean, but that's the TRL thing. Yeah, exactly. You can't expect exactly. to stay there forever. Exactly. And like we just are lucky that we have tours. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what we are so thankful for is to be out on tour. I Who's met Geezer Butler last night. Wait a minute! Isn't he play every night of the tour? You don't get to see the guys in Sabbath. Well, I see him, but I met him. Like he he asked to meet us, came on our bus, oh, and hung cool. with us. He's a, a good guy. Yeah, he was really cool. Really regular. Like, for me, I was one of the cool moments because I'm a huge Sabbath fan. Yeah. And like junior high, I was in a band that only played Black Sabbath. That's, that's dope. it, just Sabbath. That's dope. And uh, and when Geezer came to one of our shows with his son, and said, "My son liked to get your autograph," and I thought. That was so cool. Yeah. That was like Jason Bonham came backstage. Julian yeah. Lennon. They're like little kids and they come back. Dweezil Zappa. Can I get your autograph? Dweezil and Moon Unit. Yeah, they were backstage. That's crazy. Hanging with Dweezil and Moon Unit. So it's good to meet your you know, your yeah. heroes. And, it, and is, it, is, it is cool. And especially if they're cool people too. Hey, what's your impression of Ozzy? I don't mean physical impression. Uh, I know you want to be very careful with saying Ozzy, like no, Ozzy is like when I first saw Ozzy on stage, like I just I saw myself in a weird way. Because you look in his eyes and you see that like fire in his eye, and I'm just like, uh, yeah, he's, when he's, psych- he's psychotic. When, I, when I'm an old man, I'd love to be able to still be rocking. But is he? He's like incredibly fragile. Yeah. The impression you get hey, when he I, comes you, in, it's like he's gonna break. Yeah, he comes. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what in shattering little pieces. <laughs> no, it's cool. Every day before he goes on stage, you see him out back jumping rope. Get out! Yeah. Wow. He jumps rope? Yeah. He jumped rope, man. He ain't playing around. That's great. I, I actually had to see him. I think it was last year's Ozfest or two years ago, and it was like a mind-blowing. I can't wait to see him again this year. It is really cool. It hey, is really Kobe good. Kobe Dick, thank you. Like, So what do you think? New record? Uh, Next summer. Next summer? Next summer. Yep. We're going Boom. in the studio uh, probably January time. He made the commitment. I've been thinking about it for a oh, long yeah. time. You should, man. Tattooing the microphone. Dude, I mean, you it's even now radio. Money. It's microphone. It's still. I do voiceover. Exactly. It's microphone. I sing. It's everything for me. Microphone. 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 You should get it. So you went I did the old school. Old school. Somebody asked me if it was a air conditioning unit. <laughs> I'm all. It's a microphone. Prick. <laughs> right. I have to write the microphone yeah. underneath some people with an arrow. Is it a toaster? It looks like an no, air conditioner. No, it's a microphone. <laughs> Kobe, thanks a lot, man. Cool. Appreciate Thank you for having me. Snyder Radio. What's up? This is the infamous, ridiculous, meticulous, inconspicuous Kobe Dick from P. Roach. Kicking it with D. Snyder. And this is his radio station. Pricks. On Radio 104. WMRQ. P. Roach. It's like P. Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a name. He did have one of those old school microphones, those big square jobs. <laughs> and it does look like an air conditioning unit. It's a little tough to differentiate. <laughs> wow, that guy's uh, off the hook. He's out of control. <laughs> That's got to suck. You get a tattoo or something and nobody knows what it is. <laughs> 
right, you know what? We got an interview with Crazy Town, who, uh, you know, they do that song, Butterfly. Butterfly. Uh, a little bit later on in the show. Well, we got to take a break. We'll come back. Uh, don't worry. We will get to the traffic. Uh, I've got some reactions to the President's Fitness Challenge, the PFC. <laughs> <laughs> but what do we have to look forward to in the news, Ms. Lockwood? Well, if you think your kids are spoiled, you're not alone. Also, wait till you hear about the chain of accidents that a man in California using a chainsaw had. Uh-oh. A uh, swimming coach in Australia has a really interesting method to get his swimmers to go faster. I'm really glad none of my coaches ever thought of this. How old is too old to pose in Playboy? I'll tell you one woman's quest. You want to answer now or no, later? No, why don't you think about that and you can <laughs> okay. let me know. Okay, uh, U.S. Later. scientists looking for someone to be crucified for an experiment. Nick, cool. might be some money for you right around the corner. I'll tell you the easiest car for thieves to break into and a couple tidbits on MTV. You know they have their big celebration coming up and wait till you hear what Gene Simmons is doing now. Is he going to be there? No, I, and I don't know. It's not about the MTV thing. It's something separate. Oh, but you never know good. when they'll show up. Yes, Gene might be there. Uh, okay, so we'll take a break and we'll come back. But first, let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. Psycho. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. Oh, we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. Yeah, I want to thank the uh, California Pizza Kitchen. For sending over some fabulous pizza. Calling it pizza, I don't know, it sort of uh, trivializes it. It's gourmet pizza. I gourmet pizza. Yeah. The way they do it in California. Now, I like pizza. And traditionally, I'm more of an old school kind of guy. You know, straight up cheese, the mm -hmm. way God intended it. Mm -hmm. I'm old that school. That said... That said, I have been to a California pizza because they're in other parts of the country. And it's a totally different experience. A delicious one. You know, so I mean, it's very, they have very creative ways of making the pies. And they're having a grand opening in the West Farms Mall in West Hartford tomorrow. So thanks again for the pizza. And if you guys head over there, make sure you tell them that you heard about it on D's show, okay? So they know where to advertise. Um, <laughs> hey, why not? Straight up. Let's not kid ourselves, people. Tell them on your way in the door and your way out the door. That's right. We appreciate it. I that. listen to D. Snyder Radio. You want people to come in this damn place? Advertise on his show, if you know what's good for you. <laughs> he knows people. All right, uh, let's see. Hey, D. Snyder Radio Night at the New Britain Rockcats is happening this Thursday. It's only a few days away. August 2nd at New Britain Stadium in New Britain. Of course, you know already that we were inviting 300 peeps to Gorilla into Section 201. Did someone say 203? Not me. I always said 201, unless you got tape. I swear I never said 203. 201. Actually, we were saying the wrong section for a while, but that's okay because they're right near each other. It's as okay as it can be. And uh, if you don't win tickets, you can always buy tickets to the big show. And we're going to be watching the New Britain Rockets take on the New Haven Ravens this Thursday. So right now, if you call number 10 and 11, you will each win a four-pack of tickets to join the party. You'll be gorillaing in with me, Beth, Darkside, Nick, Sean, Psycho, Mudbone, everybody. 
Everybody will be there. It's going to be fun. All right? So join the party. Call now, 860-666-4444. Win the four-hour, and then we'll have like four hours sleep, maybe. And then uh, I got to do this thing the next night, so I'll, I'll be comatose on Friday unless I get a couple hours sleep. But we'll be there hanging. And we don't just, like, you know, you know, wave to you. We mingle. We're minglers. You know what I was thinking? What? Tailgating. Hmm. With our limo. <laughs> uh, it'd be awesome. Old school. We got to get there early anyway and like and rally with the troops. Want to tailgate. So get a grill, do the whole thing. I mean, that's what it's about, right? Oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> but tailgating out of a limo, that's badass. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. That's like going to White Castle in a limo. That's badass, too. Yeah. I've done that. Oh, yeah, dude. You could work the grill on everything. Put some yeah. things for it on there. Yeah. Flip people some burgers. I'll do it. Bring back the old Jones Beach techniques that I've yeah. kept sharpened on my own Weber back home. Oh, that would be a scene. Yeah. We should tailgate. That's part of it, man. Good idea, dude. I have a bite of your uh, hot dog? That's right. That's right. So let's put that together. Let's have a tailgate party in the parking lot. All right. Cool. Tim it down, Okay. Cool. And uh, Kevin from Milford and Wade from Southington won the Rock Cats ticket, so you can stop calling now. Okay? Some reaction. Beth Lockwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a bit of reaction. Actually, let's see. This one comes in from Pyroman, who loves the show, by the way. He says, want to let you know that your newest ticket giveaway for the OzFest says the OzFest is sold out. Well, as of 8 a.m. on Friday, July 27th, which is when he wrote this letter, by the way, email, there are still tickets available. No lawn seats, but there's reserved seatings. Do we run a check on that by any chance? So far as I know that they were sold out because I spoke with uh, someone from the Meadows last week and said that there were about uh, 100 tickets left from selling out. So so we can be pretty sure. So by we're saying they're sold out, yeah. they're sold out. Yeah. Because I hate to have like Sharon like, What's up with that, Dee? Yeah. You sell out. You're telling everybody we sold out. You effing moron. I mean, there might be like one seat here for you know what I mean, like scattered. Well, like, we should find out for sure before find we out. say. I Sean. will find out exactly, but okay. I'm quite sure. Okay, well, find out. All right, and uh, okay, and I just want to give a thanks to Jim and John and Mike who are out there painting houses right now. And uh, listen to the show, love the show, keep them going all day. But on to the fitness challenge, the President's Fitness mm -hmm. Challenge that Nick and Sean took. They are, uh, well, Nick is practically crippled. Well, yesterday he was crippled. <laughs> and as was Sean, today he's feeling a lot better. Obviously flexible enough to cut his toenails <laughs> <laughs> during the show. How vile and disgusting. It's not that vile. It's gross. It is as vile as it gets. <laughs> Taking care of personal hygiene in the workplace. Completely uncalled for. Oh, that's not right. Next thing you know, you'll be squatting over the sink in the men's room washing your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> just up there, a nude up there, just like giving yourselves the old horse bath. Yeah, only when it's really humid out. That's all. <laughs> yeah, oh, great, great. 
Well, Aaron writes in to say, I just wanted to email you guys and tell you how great I think it is that you guys were attempting the President's Fitness Challenge attempting <laughs> on the air this morning. It was great to be able to laugh about something that used to traumatize so many students once a year in PE class. I forgot about that, but it was pretty traumatic. You know, a lot of pressure. I was a cheerleader and tennis player for my whole middle and high school careers, as well as a former gymnast. But for the life of me, I could never pass that damn test because of the running requirements. It is ridiculous to tell any child, whether they're 7 or 17, that they're not physically fit and will receive a lower grade gym class because they can't run a mile in 10 minutes or whatever the requirement is. But thanks for giving me some people to laugh at. It made me feel better. Uh, Aaron, yeah, where do they get their... You know, the, the specifics. I didn't so know. How that, did they figure that out? I didn't know that your grade was affected if he didn't pass the test. I never heard that. That, that. that blows. But certainly your your ego's affected. And I'm not definitely not in favor of everybody winning. I mean, that's why it's called the challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm just curious, though, where they get those standards because they're pretty high. They are. They're pretty damn high. But but I, I, my sons were telling me that there was like a, a now they have like a level below that. Like, you know, you, there's a national fitness badge. and like then or the something first like ladies fitness challenge, something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the runner-up bitch. Dick Cheney's yeah. presidential <laughs> fitness challenge. <laughs> Dick Cheney's vice <laughs> presidential embarrassment. <laughs> um, Mrs. Grizzly Adams says, I heard this morning's challenge. I must say it was I was surprised by the outcome, although neither of those guys could have beaten your son Cody. But nevertheless, there was, I was surprised that they even finished. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I learned that Nick could take a seven-year-old any day. <laughs> See that, Nick? <laughs> That's right. Ignaps wrote, says, I suppose I should congratulate Nick on his win in the President's Physical Fitness Challenge over Sean. I mean, let's face it, Nick, Sean's not exactly the poster boy for GNC. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's next? You're going to challenge Zalman to an arm wrestling contest? <laughs> no. Anyways, mm -hmm. good job, Nick. At least you didn't embarrass your parents this time. <laughs> that's from Ignaps. Well, that's sort of a backhanded compliment. Yeah, I know. Huh? It's like, Sean, as fat as he might be, his arms are still pretty strong. He's got big shoulders and stuff. I mean, yeah, he's got a tire in his stomach, but, I mean, his, his arms, <laughs> yeah. his upper body strength is, is pretty is pretty good. So he <laughs> went through basic training a few years ago, so I've never been through that, you know? Well, maybe there's another challenge for you. I hear Waterbury started the Phil Giordano's Children's Physical Challenge. <laughs> Looking into that one. <laughs> Pretty bad. Uh, Princess Leia wrote in, uh, says, uh, The competition between the fat man and the weasel was as entertaining as it was inspiring. I went out for an early morning run while listening to those two <laughs> macho men duking it out. <laughs> Tell Sean not to feel bad. Yes, Nick was proven the victor. However, in my eyes, Sean was by no means a sore loser. He gave Nick credit where credit was due. If Nick had lost, you'd know he'd be bitching and complaining about it nonstop. Sean was the man, enough said. Oh, you know that, Nick. There's an every excuse yeah. in the world. What a scumbag this guy is. He cheated. Oh, yeah, he was using his own stench as propellant to push him through the exercises. Could have been a factor. <laughs> and lastly, the last word here will be Genghis John, who says, Okay, so neither Nick nor Sean qualified for the presidential fitness patch, but they did both qualify for the nicotine patch. <laughs> All right, you guys. There you go. Oh. It's a patch. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> all right. All right. Enough of this crap. It's time now for some real news. Snyder Radio headlines. Well, the city of Waterbury is in transition with acting mayor Sam Calgary due at City Hall for his first full day on the job. He's the aldermanic president and has been acting mayor since last week's arrest of Mayor Philip Giordano on federal sex charges. Giordano's arrest unleashed an army of federal investigators into the city into allegations of political corruption. What's the latest word on that piece of crap? Bad times. Bad times in Waterbury. He's still being held in an undisclosed prison. He has an appearance tomorrow. What's the problem over there? Is it that the people in Waterbury are just bad judges of character? Or, or is it that there's, you know, they're... These people are cheating on the elections and, you know, rigging the vote. Well, in the defense of the voters of Waterbury, I think that the last thing anyone thinks is going to happen to your elected official is that he's going to be arrested for having sexual relations with minors. I would think so, too. But, I mean, the way <laughs> I people... Mean, I, it, yeah, people dip their hand in the till once in a while, and you're not shocked when that happens, but I don't think anybody expected this. But they've had a long history of problems with their politicians, have they not? It's not a proud history, uh, but it is a long one. Have Yeah, some trouble in City so Hall. I get the feeling that Mike Hunt could get uh, <laughs> elected mayor if he ran over there. <laughs> They'd be happy to have him, no doubt. <laughs> You step in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> a Bridgeport woman who did not hold her peace at a wedding over the weekend found herself under arrest. Police reports said 41-year-old Marie Solomon was charged after she objected too strenuously to the union of an unidentified couple. She was asked by the minister to be removed. Police came in. Witnesses say she was screaming and yelling. She was released after posting a $500 bond. Well, that's... That's a bit major objection. What was her problem with the uh, union? Did she get really specific? Hear me now and believe me later, Lentino. <laughs> I will call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Is that a legitimate thing? Well, obviously. The objection. Well, can, they, they can went you along, object? Well, they went along with the wedding, even though she was screaming and yelling. So I guess. It's just something you say. I don't think it means anything. It's BS now. Was there ever a time where if somebody objected, they couldn't go on with the marriage? And I think it says if you can show just cause. So maybe back in the day, if they said, I know that Emma Sue has been with Bobby Joe, maybe the minister said, that's it. It's over. But nowadays, right, well, I don't think it counts. Oh, I bet if I got up there and said, uh, Johnny Electric is still married to another woman in Utah. That would stop it. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> I think I might stop it. <laughs> I guess that that's the kind of thing they're looking for. Some, like, real legitimate right. reason. You know, like, uh, someone, you know, someone's uh, either married or is, um, maybe it's not really the person. Maybe they're using a different name. Mm -hmm. You know, something really fraudulent. Right. I guess that could stop it. Look at Nick fermenting over there, trying to think of what he's going to say. I know. I got to think about that. I got to stop this thing. I'm Dustin Hoffman. In the I must stop this. Authorities don't know what caused a tractor explosion last night at a county fair in Medina, Ohio. Four people were killed and about 50 others injured when the engine of the antique steam-powered tractor exploded, sending steaming hot oil and pieces of metal flying into the crowd. It's horrible. It County is, Fair, huh? And they said yeah. they don't know Ohio. how they're going to figure out what exactly happened because all of the experts on these antique steam-powered tractors were killed. 
Oh my God. So they, they have a tough investigation. Bad situation. Oh my God. They killed all the experts. Well, I guess the pilot's got to go, you know, the captain goes down with his ship. Yeah, I guess so. I understand that. I don't know. They were just starting it up or something like that. I guess they said what happened is that the steam just built up to a level where it just caused it to explode. Who would have thought you take your life in your hands when you go to a farm exhibit at some county fair in Ohio, for I God's know. sakes? I know it. Where can you go that you're actually safe? It sounded like a really grisly scene, too. They, they found pieces oil. of this thing a hundred yards away. The guy who was sitting on top of it was blown 30 feet away from it. Did he live? No, sir. Oh, bummer. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. Well, there are new figures out <laughs> by the National Sporting <laughs> Goods Association <laughs> that may show what you've been thinking for a while, that traditional... Team sports are not as popular as they once were, and that other sports are now coming into popularity. This survey was done, boys, aged 7 to 17, of which you have a couple, D. And they say that the two most popular sports, skateboarding and snowboarding, have seen huge increases in the past five years. There you go. The only other sport in that age group to show an increase is golf, which showed a 31% increase. And then I'll tell you, in descending order, soccer showed no change in the past five years. Basketball was down over 9%. Baseball down over 12%. Football down over 16%, dark side Dave. Tennis down 27%. And ice hockey was the big loser, down almost 36% in participation. Boys 7 to 17 in just the past five years. What about pocket pool? How did that do? <laughs> That's up there. That even beats skateboarding. How about that? <laughs> I'm sur- the only one I'm really surprised about is the ice hockey. Yeah, way down. Because I really thought that with you know with rollerblade and roller hockey that it's allowed a lot more kids. I know in mm-hmm. the neighborhoods that we've been living in, there's a there's definitely a, a growth in interest in that. Inline the skating, roller hockey leagues exploding. Inline skating, they say, is down ten percent too. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what does that say? What does that say? That sports, team sports are just not extreme enough for kids. They want extreme sports. So you have to make team sports extreme, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think rogue golf's time has come. I think you're right. <laughs> I think a time has come. Really saddened by the fact that golf's up 31%. How sick <laughs> is that? Well, that, how, yeah, that, that totally blows my concept out of the water. Yeah. It's disgusting. You kids make me sick. Speaking of kids, a new poll shows 80% of Americans think kids are more spoiled now than they were 10 or 15 years ago, with two-thirds of all parents saying they think their own kids are spoiled. poll was conducted for Time and CNN found three-quarters of people say children have fewer chores than they did years ago. A third of parents say they're easier on their kids than their parents were on them. And nearly two-thirds of parents say they're most likely to argue with children about something as simple as cleaning up a room. Okay, give me the um, list again. What was the first one? 80% of Americans think kids are more spoiled, with two-thirds of parents saying their own kids are spoiled. To a degree, yes. What was the next one? Uh, A third of parents say they're easier on their kids than their parents were with them. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Check. <laughs> Check. And uh, two-thirds... That of wasn't pa- too tough, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Two-thirds of parents say the f- things they fight about the most are basic chores, like cleaning up rooms. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By yeah, your that, typical that's family. True. That's good. 
Yeah, that's not. You wonder. You know what I mean? You want better for your kids. You want to be. You want to be easier. You know, I mean, I've got. I'm, I'm freaking seeing a shrink. I'm in my friggin' 40s, for God's sakes. You know, I'm, I'm emotionally abused. You know, with this ultra strict dad. You say, well, I don't want to be like that. I don't want my kid, you know, getting up on stage screaming how he hated my guts for a living. <laughs> you know, at the same time, there's something to be said for good old-fashioned values. <laughs> because, no, I mean, you know, it's just you try to find that middle ground, and it's mm -hmm. it's, it's tough. It's tough. And Dark Side, now you're, you've got the challenge ahead of you. Lies ahead of you. Yeah, I plan on spoiling them, though. I mean, you know, you do. But, you know, then I, I'm telling... This is truth. You're going to think I'm kidding. But I see Nick and I grow concerned for my situation with my son Jesse and my, my kids. I look at Nick <laughs> and I'm dead serious, dude. I look at you. It's the bad example thing. And I say, he's been enabled. And am I doing these same? You know, am I making mistakes here? You want him. You don't want him to have to struggle the way you struggled. But look at this kid. <laughs> Look at this kid. <laughs> you're like you like can't keep it together. You're a mess. You got, loser. You've got. You've, I mean, even now. I mean, clipping toenails. Like it's. I mean, that's just oh my God. That's like just you own some, the place. It's some insane icing on the cake. I mean, the toenails in the uh, workplace. You paint this picture of like some big basket case or something. I mean, yeah, I have so, well, yeah, I have some problems, but so your does cars everybody filled else. With your pillows and your trunks filled with your dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, point taken. Retard. But um, a lot of the stuff, I screwed up my own life. <clears throat> I think yeah, my yeah, your sisters are very well adjusted. <laughs> yeah, I, I screwed mean, up too, but you screw I badly. I screwed <laughs> up, but still I mean, not to the point where uh, you're dysfunctional. You're, I screwed up, but was, but I still had the the faculties and the and the and the understanding of what I needed to do to fix it. You screw up and just continue to screw up. You don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, but you lost. Duly noted. But my, <laughs> my father didn't grow up with any money at all. Either did my mom. And when we were growing up, yeah, we lived in a nice house and everything. But my dad was in a town with all doctors and uh, lawyers. He was a sales guy. And he... Your dad did good. He toughed it out. Yeah, but I mean, he made me work. I would clean the gutters. I would do a bunch of crap around the house all day long on a Saturday. He'd give me 15 cents. I'd say, Dad, what the hell is this? He goes, 15 cents more than you had a few hours ago. I grew up with that. I, oh, I mean, man, I'm totally like, screwed. I don't do, even do that with Jesse. I, I mean, so that's the way I grew up. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I met some friends in high school and college who kind of took me off the beaten path a little bit. So and you then, say it's the kids? It's it's their fault? Oh, yeah. It's the people, my friends around me who just <laughs> totally threw me <laughs> off and made me really effed up, you know? And then, I mean, I was open. You can't handle the truth! <laughs> I was open for it. Yeah, I made my own bad decisions, but if I wasn't hanging around with my idiot friends, I think I would have been, not that I don't love them all, but yeah, I, things would have been a lot different. A sphincter says what? Well, I don't know, man. I, but I, but I, you know, Watch their friends, Steve. That's what I'm telling you. Watch your kids' friends. You think the friends have a lot more, a lot of influence? Oh, yeah. I mean, the kids growing up now, even when they're like 12 and 13 years old, they're, I think they've already adjusted themselves away from their parents a little bit. There's a lot less raising, you know, up by parents now. It's more kids are learning from other kids. 
Well, I'll take it. Okay. Take <laughs> advice from Nick. <laughs> but, but maybe it's on the internet. Yeah, and, uh, and Dark Side, you're not doing Connor any favors by protecting him from swag weed. <laughs> <laughs> he, needs to, he needs to stumble and he needs to fall. He needs to find out for himself. <laughs> All right, let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. <laughs> this traffic report is brought to you by Amica Insurance. Auto Home Life Integrity. All right, traveling on 84 East, a little bit slow between exits 41 leading up to exit 44. 84 West, steady traffic coming across the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, that crash by exit 35 is now off to the breakdown lane, and traffic is slow from exit 37 into downtown. 91 North remains delay-free, no problems there. Traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow approaching exit 5D, then again from exit 4 to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven is delay-free. 95 South, steady traffic from exit 53 leading up to the Lake Salt and Stall Bridge, then again it gets heavy from exit 51 up to exit 49, but the Q Bridge is wide open. Route 8 in Waterbury is delay-free. At 820, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. The memorial service is planned for Wednesday for Leonard Skinner bassist Leon Wilkerson. The memorial service will be open to the public at Evergreen Cemetery in Jacksonville, Florida. He was found dead in his hotel room outside of Jacksonville Friday at the age of 49. A medical examiner says Wilkerson apparently died of natural causes, although he suffered from chronic liver and lung disease. Cause of death natural. will be officially determined after toxicology tests are conducted and those results have in a couple of weeks. 49 natural causes, though he did have chronic <laughs> liver and lung diseases. Man, I'll what tell stupid you. redneck southern diagnosis is that? <laughs> that band. That band has had some bad luck. Bad luck. Bad luck is right. It's a tumor. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but they make your own luck. You're flying around stoned off your Gordon <laughs> rickety plane. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying Was that the they pilot deserve to stone? die. I think so. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what? <laughs> you are I just so. making up stuff now. He was in the back partying with the band. No one was even driving that thing. <laughs> You never heard of autopilot? <laughs> Not on rickety little. It's got to be either a plane with autopilot D or a rickety old plane. You can't have both. I don't have a dick. It was single engine plane with autopilot. <laughs> oh, it was a bigger plane than single engine. It was an older plane. Autopilot's been around forever. Autopilot. Autopilot's a stick on the on the gas pedal. Come on. It's not like cruise control. <laughs> it is. It's very simple. Now he's a pilot. <laughs> Well, a professor in California is recovering from a sequence of horrific accidents. This is a wild story. He is alive, so that's one good thing. His name is Alan Howell, and he was at home up a ladder pruning a tree with a chainsaw when a branch fell on him. The branch proceeded to knock the man, who's 56, down off the ladder into a bush. Subsequently, the chainsaw fell on his legs, oh! ripping his flesh to the bone, and then a second 200-pound branch pinned him to the ground. Was now, this if Professor that's not, Wiley Coyote? If that's not bad enough, as he came to, he found that the bush that he had fallen into contained a wasp's nest. Oh, my God. And he was stung over 100 times. <laughs> He's now recovering... Is at that home, it? after suffering grazes, bruises, deep cuts, and stings all over his body. He said the absolute worst part was the stings. 
not being cut to the bone by the chainsaw. So he fell, was cut, then hit by a branch, mm -hmm. then stung. Then woke up, and then the bees came. That is pretty damn bad. I know. That's not urban legend. That's that'll, that's going to turn into an urban mm -hmm. legend. He's a professor at uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo in California. Professor Wild E. Coyote, <laughs> super. The, the rock breaks loose. He hits the ground. Right. The, water, the rock hands lands on his head. That's that's outrageous. Mm -hmm. An Australian swim coach is using a crocodile in the pool to encourage his swimmers to improve their speeds. Mark Davies That's old school, Beth. says the technique improves his squad's performance, and I will bet it does. Local swimming authorities say he'll have to use a private pool if he wants to continue using the crocodile. He says, the thought of something chasing them down the pool certainly has improved the speeds of my swimmers. Before the cro Here's the only, only saving grace, is that before the crocodile is lowered into the water, he does bind the jaw, and Nick clips its nails. There you go. Oh, okay, that's not so bad. I mean, it's still a little creepy. Oh, see, that was, was Australian for training. Yeah, that's, I, this is, they're crazy over there, because I don't know if you remember this, Beth, but there was somebody who put a baby shark in the pool. Did you know that? No. Same deal. Small shark chasing his students down to the other end of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> they're crazy. I tell you, they're, they're all descendants of criminals, yeah. and it shows. Mm -hmm. Who else but a criminal would think of something like this? I will tell you what, you laugh... But they are some fast swimmers in Australia. Yes. They have lots of Olympic medals. Obviously. Mm -hmm. I, if we use some of those techniques here, we'd have, uh, we'd have uh, better ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should release like bears and stuff into the studios. Wild animals. <laughs> Wild animals in here. Vicious coyotes and things. Make us get better ratings. A 94-year-old Brazilian actress is set to pose naked... For penthouse. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Dersi Goncalves is a former theater actress and B-list erotic movie actress. And she has announced the acceptance of a penthouse offer to do a nude shoot for the Brazilian issue of the magazine. What's the matter, honey? Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. Look, don't you mean dust? <laughs> it's a puma. She said... I feel very sexy, and people still find my body very attractive. It will be an artistic nude, and it will show as much as is possible. <laughs> Full on. How old is she? 94. Cool. <laughs> when do you ever get and a chance be... to see a 94-year-old woman naked who's not bad looking? What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Is it, be, is it going to be the usual gynecological exam they have in Ben <laughs> Oh, my God. That's pretty extreme. That is off the hook. Yeah. That's an attention. I'll say. <laughs> I, heard, I actually heard a little bit of this story. She said it's going to be tasteful. I'm not going to have my legs all spread and everything. Thank God for that. <laughs> Thank God. You were saying, what's the... What's the <laughs> What's the oldest you should think somebody should pose mm. nude for? <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> She's got her vagina in a jar. Say hello to my little friend. 
<laughs> My uterus fell out 10 years ago. <laughs> Wait a minute. And I was thinking, I'm thinking 60. Mm -hmm. 60. Because, 60. Think, because some people think Sophia Loren, she's in her 60s. And I'll bet she could still yeah. pull off a Playboy spread. Well, I mean, I mean, some, some, you know, 60. I think that maybe some women could pull it off that far. What do you think, Darkseid? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, how, you don't how agree about with Ra me? Raquel Welsh? She's got to be number, almost man? around 60. I don't know. I'm thinking 40s. Come on. This is Penthouse. You know what I'm saying? Penthouse shows Heather Locklear's almost 40. Like I said, do the cutoff right after Heather Locklear. Okay. Have you seen anybody seen any of those pictures of Mamie Van Buren? I think that's her name. I don't know who that is. She's in her 60s and she's Oh, been Sean's nodding. She's been doing nude stuff for years and years and uh, she's a grandma and she didn't look too bad. Mm-mm. Right, Sean? Yeah, she looks nice. And how old was she? She was like 66 or something. Yeah, she was right around there. I just, I, she was like a Marilyn Monroe. But, it's, but, but, what do you think, Nick? Uh, I've seen some pretty good look, looking women in their 50s. I mean, I would go as far as that. Triple digits. <laughs> <laughs> some have kept themselves in pretty good shape. I would have sex with a 50-year-old, definitely. Because think of all hmm. that experience that they got. I mean, yeah, the 30-year-old women and the 40, women in their 40s, they got it going on, you know, and they got a little bit of youth on their side still. But when you get into your 50s, that's just like, they've had flat-out, like, all-around sex. So it's, <laughs> it's awesome. I would love that. I mean, <laughs> but, but do you think 94? Oh. Oh, 94. You can't have sex with them. They can't, they can't do that. They can't get in those positions. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe bend them over on the sink. But oh. Hey, it's What's amazing. Bob, what's Bob Guccione going to do next? A mummy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as soon as they start, like, you know, taking their teeth out and stuff, that's when I think sex stops, you know? If they got dentures, uh, I'd stay away from them. <laughs> well, you're okay. only a few years away. <laughs> that means you're out, dark side. <laughs> a Colorado physicist is looking for a male volunteer who is willing to be crucified in the name of science. John Jackson says the man must be approximately the height and weight of Jesus Christ. He's hoping his research will help explain how the Shroud of Turin may be genuine. He says he will forego using nails, but the volunteer must be willing to be tied to the cross for a good long while. He's reluctant to oh. discuss the exact nature of his research, but says he hopes it will show how a human image could be transferred on cloth. You know, keeping in mind that that is painful and difficult, too. I mean, What's Christ that? didn't die from bleeding to death. <laughs> he, died, he died from asphyxiation. Well, okay. Um, when you crucified, apparently the weight, right, of your body pulling mm -hmm. down on the arms makes it difficult to breathe. Right. But I heard that the, the gouge in the side was not part of the traditional crucifixion. He was already dead when they gouged him. Let's not Is that right? and argue about who killed who. He was already dead? Pretty sure. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. What about, like, the nails in his hands and his feet? Didn't well, I'm sure that's really it? painful. Yeah, but a loss of blood and stuff. But that's, that no, wasn't that the won't exact cause of death. You don't die from having nails put through your hands and feet. <laughs> 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 no. 
No. <laughs> want, me, want me to show you? <laughs> Come here. You would clot right up around them. I don't think you'd bleed to death. But anyhow. We're going to nail you, Nick to the front of 10 Columbus Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for volunteers. A new survey found, finds that the brand new Chrysler PT Cruiser is the easiest car to break into, taking the average car thief just five seconds. <laughs> so it's... it's not very Does it have secure. door locks? <laughs> they just have the keys right next to it, apparently. So, um, as far as safest cars, you want to look at Saabs, Audis, BMWs, and Jags. But for theft deterrent, don't get the Cruiser. I'll tell you. If I want the, you know, I'll tell you. Theft deterrent. Paint your car hot pink. <laughs> Nobody steals a hot pink vehicle. I, we never locked the doors on that Jeep in the entire 10 years we had it. Well, it's easy to spot. My car is hot of pink. Course. Somebody stole it. Number one, they'd steal cars to part them out. Who the hell wants hot pink parts? Number two, those, you know, people stealing cars, most of them are so testosterone driven that they don't want to be seen in it. And number three, you just call the cops and say, yeah, this is my hot pink Jeep was stolen. It's like the only one in the country. They'll catch you in two seconds flat. So if you're really afraid of your vehicle being stolen, dark side, you pick up or something, hot pink. I don't think you'd ever be that afraid. That's a good call. <laughs> well, as everybody, we've been talking about it, MTV turns 20 years old on Wednesday. And in honor of that, starting at 8 a.m., they're going back to the old school days. They're scheduling a 12-hour block of videos from the past and present, which will be really nice. So if you want to go back. Wow, what is days, that happening? On Wednesday, starting at 8 in the morning, I guess probably leading right up until the big celebration that they're having in the evening that you're attending, Dee. It starts at 8 o'clock. Yeah. So if it's 12 hours, that'll be the whole day. And there's a really interesting list here. I have the first ever 13 videos played on MTV. They were played during the first hour. Most everybody remembers that Video Killed the Radio Star was the first one they ever played by the Buggles. That's but right. I'll bet you don't remember 2 through 13. And it kind of goes to show you... How long ago it really started when you hear some of these videos? I'll bet you I don't care, but go ahead. <laughs> Number two was uh, You Better Run by Pat Benatar. That was the second one played. You Better Run! Yeah, Patty. Um, she Won't Dance With Me by Rod Stewart. I don't even think I know that song. Never heard of it. You Better You Bet by The Who. Oof, love that song. Uh, you Better You Better You Bet. Yeah. Little Susie's On the Up by Ph.D. I have no idea what that song is. Little Susie's? Never heard it. Uh-huh. We Don't Talk Anymore by Cliff Richard. Oh, my God. Cliff I Richard? Know. <laughs> is that It's So Funny How We Don't Talk Anymore? Is that that song? I don't know. I, I, mean, uh, I know him. He's a big star in England. Brass in Pocket, The Pretenders. Time Heals by Todd Rundgren. Here's a great one. Take It on the Run by Ario Speedwagon was the ninth song ever played. Follow Closely by Rock in the Paradise by Styx, which I loved that song. Yeah. <laughs> like Styx has some good videos. I like their videos. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> really good. See, I was 10 years old. Cut well, me some that's slack. Okay. I never even saw it. I'm just saying it shows you how desperate they were for videos. Yeah. The number 11 video they played was Robin Lane and the Chartbusters, When Things Go Wrong. I've never heard of them or that song. 
The 12th one was History Never Repeats by Split Ends, who I like. And the 13th video, the last one of the hour ever played, was Hold On Loosely by 38 Special. Oh, killer. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And that band's career was killed by video. Yeah, because they weren't what video was looking for. <laughs> oh, man. You see what those gorillas look like in those suits? Forget um, about it. This is not the band you're looking for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and finally, I know you've all been waiting to find out just what is Gene Simmons doing lately. Well, he's taking time out from their never-ending farewell tour to host a nude beauty pageant in Indiana. It's fabulous. Simmons has agreed... There's no chicks from there. (laughs) He's agreed to emcee the Nudes a Poppin' Festival. Oh, my God. A nudes award show (laughs) taking place August 19th at a nudist resort right there in Indiana. He'll hand out awards for Miss Nude North America... Miss Nude Entertainer, Mr. Go-Go Dancer, and other awards, including a six-foot-tall trophy for the best nude dancer. No word on if Gene Simmons himself will host the awards in the nude, but a festival organizer... Oh, my God, please, no. (laughs) But a festival organizer says the club's nude-only policy will probably be changed to clothing optional for that one day. He's going to wear a thong. And the big high boots, platform boots, and they're excited. I don't think I he just can. just got my base. <laughs> I don't think Gene can pull off nude anymore. Oh, my God. I, you know, I mean, not to say that I'm above that. <laughs> because, But I'm certainly not in, in the KISS league of finances. I mean, and they're still on tour. I mean, they, I mean, they make it a lot of freaking money. They got, I mean, how far? You know what I just read? Paul Stanley signed on to do a Folgers coffee commercial. Oh <laughs> what? With the makeup or without the makeup? I don't know. Is he going to sing the song? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> when this Folgers in your coffee. <laughs> oh, my God. He should wear the makeup, but then when he takes a sip of the mug, it just leaves that big lipstick ring right on there. <laughs> Are they going to let him talk? Is he going to stroke his throat? <laughs> Softly about Folgers. <laughs> I mean, is this is this whoring yourself out, hosting a naked beauty pageant in the this Midwest? This sounds like <laughs> I don't know. This this sounds like I don't, I don't think he's doing it for the money. There's just no way they can. I think it's uh, something that he's personally interested in doing. He loves nudity. He loves <laughs> naked women. He loves male go-go's. And, uh, <laughs> that would have put me off right there. Like, yeah, all right, yeah, nude. What nude guys? <laughs> I got to pick a best new guy. No, I'm out. I'm out. No way. Baseball yesterday, Yankees over Toronto 9-3. Red Sox, complete with no more Garcia Parra, beat the White Sox 4-3. Uh, you must be so, come on, take a moment to Psycho just Dan soak and I, it in. We bonded a little this morning over it. We're quite pleased, quite pleased. He hit a home run the first game, first at bat, right? It was a big return for no more, sure was. Standing O from the state, whole place, it was crazy. And the Mets got a win too, they beat Philadelphia 6-5. And more great news, American Lance Armstrong has won the Tour de France for the third year in a row. This is fantastic. Yeah, representing Lance, representing. Great day today, partly sunny, upper 70s. Tonight, a few clouds in the 50s. And tomorrow, nice again, partly sunny and just in the low 80s. It's 60 at 839. All right, well, we're going to take a break. And when we return, we'll be back with an interview we did with a couple guys from Crazy Town. And the band that do Butterfly. Uh, as the week of the OzFest continues on D. Snyder Radio. Plus, we'll have some reactions uh, ongoing to the subway debacle. No, the things we were talking about subway the other day. Some people still reacting to that as well. 
we giving anything away, Nick? No. No. We don't have to. Plenty to do. Plenty to hear. It's D. Snyder Radio. Stick around, all right? It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. D. Snyder. I've seen him go nuts. Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Stop sucking right now. What do you mean? Welcome back to T-Center Radio OzFest Week. We hit the road last Saturday, went down to Camden, New Jersey, hung out at OzFest, interviewed tons of bands. That was a good time. Beth got to experience something that she's never experienced before. Got to read a nice book in a different environment. And uh, we also put together all kinds of special... Yeah, games and things. Everything we're doing this week has an Ozfest lean toward it, with the exception of hypothetically, Wish will be playing tomorrow on D Center Radio. Okay, and that's where you sent us hypothetical questions posed to the show, and we will respond to them. The one I've been working with is hypothetically: What if Nick needed a kidney and you were the only match? D. Dark side. Beth, would you give up a kidney for Nick to save his life? His life depended on it. <laughs> Dark side's votes in. <laughs> I can't believe you guys wouldn't give up a kidney. It's over, Jenny. I said I would. Thank I didn't you, give Beth. my opinion yet. I know. You've been holding back. I've noticed that. I know Dark side, of course. Well, this is not going to be. Die. All right, this is a, a hypothetical question, and we're not going to make it one, but the mm. fact of the matter is, I couldn't give it up. <laughs> for I've got for four I have four children oh who might need my kidney. But that I, is such a weak excuse. I know. What are the chances? Think about that. You've been such an inspiration for me. You're like my dad in a different kind of way. And I, I'd be, I'm like your fifth kid, you know? I'm another son. And what if you went and did show. something wrong with my kidney? Well, you know he's going to do that. You just have to accept that going in. <laughs> I know that he's going to use and abuse my kidney. Mm -hmm. And then what I say to my kids, if they need a kidney and I don't have it. Take it back from Nick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that I guarantee. You. You'll wake up in the tub. Okay? You're going to wake up in the tub with the ice cubes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that starts tomorrow on D Center Radio. Later this week, uh, Wednesday, we got an interview with the guys in Lincoln Park and a uh, special D Center Radio Family Feud Ozfest version happening on Friday. So you look forward to all that. You know, let's get a, a traffic update from Psycho Dan, please. Psycho? All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Suburban Sports. Summer is here when you think outdoor sports. Think Suburban Sports in Berlin. For the best selections on bikes and kayaks, visit Suburban Sports in Berlin. <laughs> what are you mumbling for? Nick farted in here. <laughs> he ate up no, that California pizza and he farted. And I had the gas mask on and he was giving me dirty looks. No. I'm having serious stomach issues right now. You know so how I, I kinda... feel. You can always wear the gas mask and do traffic anytime you want to. I, you what the hell is no this one, I would freak the F out if Darkseid started 
breaking win in here. He'd be off this show faster. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd know why there's a revolving door in the front of 10 Columbus Boulevard, okay? Yeah. I don't care how much he brings to the table. I'm not going to be put upon in that fashion. Yeah. He understands that. And so he, the least you can do is wear a gas mask during the traffic if you have to. I understand that. And he's having problems because he had a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> and then a pizza filled with cheese and his stomach cannot tolerate that much dairy. Um, he's lactose intolerant, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I and he's go. lactose loading in there. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you leave and right, let I'm poor Psycho do his I'm traffic in peace? I'm gonna go to the bathroom. All right, go ahead. Once again, this traffic report is brought to you by Suburban Sports. Summer is here. When you think outdoor sports, think Suburban Sports in Berlin. For the best selections on bikes and kayaks, visit Suburban Sports in Berlin, your outdoor sports headquarters. What the hell is that smell? Traveling on 84 East, a little bit slow. Around exits 43 and 44, but not bad after that. 84 West traffic beginning to break up now across the Berkeley Bridge. 91 <laughs> South, a little bit of slow traffic going from Mesa 34 into downtown. 91 North looks good. That's delay free. Traveling on Route 2, that's delay free as well. <laughs> Traveling 91 <laughs> South into New Haven, no problems there. 95 South, still some steady traffic from Mesa 51 leading up to the Q Bridge. Uh, Route 8 in Waterbury is delay free. Traveling on Route 9. <laughs> Come on. Route 9 South in Middletown near exit 15. We had a crash and it's slowing things down a little. At 851, I'm cycled with this modern record for Radio 104. <laughs> this is new. <laughs> I cannot believe that you guys still are bending over laughing about the fart sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I got some reaction here I want to read, okay, Beth? Okay. Uh, uh, (laughs) Oh, there I am. Okay, uh, some uh, quick thanks, Colleen. Thinks I'm a hottie. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Colleen, and uh, Brenda, and Q, and Louie in the New Haven area driving for FedEx. Right on, Louie. Uh, and then a couple of subway uh, reactions here. Let's see. This one's from Matt. Says D. A couple of years ago, not me, but a friend of mine went to Subway. This was when they still cut the U. What is it? U gouge. Mm-hmm. He had requested that they cut his bread straight through like they do now. At that time, they refused to do it because, quote, it is the subway trademark, unquote. And policy, therefore, was to not, they were not allowed to cut it straight through. The only way to get it cut back then was the U gouge. He just thinks it's interesting that, that they, you know, what was once their trademark, the U, U gouge, they, they've, they've gutted, thrown out the window. Opted for the traditional yeah, cut. I'm pleased. Yeah, I know you are. And he says, P.S., he's going to be sitting in section 203, 203 over at the Rockettes. Ask Nick if he's going to be signing any balls. <laughs> 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 so he says, so I can watch his back. Uh, we're going to be in section 201, by the way. That was a mistake. We've been saying 203, 201 if you're buying tickets. And um, here's one from Frank will never grow up now. Blados in Mattituck, Long Island says, I wanted to say that the rumor of Pamela Anderson and Kid Rock having a romantic relationship is false. The new man in her life is Jared from the Subway commercial. <laughs> Just hot off the presses. Man, has his life turned around since he lost that You're way. kidding. You got to love those Subways. <laughs> 
All right. Well, enough of that. Oh, by the way, if you are sending in a hypothetical for us to address tomorrow, send it to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. It's D. Snyder Radio. Crazy Town. Hey, we're here with JBJ, drummer from Crazy Town and Trouble, a guitar player. Hey, guys. What's up, D? It's up, good D? to see you. <laughs> this is Beth, just in case you're wondering. How are you? Good. We're just discussing Beth and, and uh, Trouble's fiance, discussing uh, cuts of the engagement <laughs> rings and yeah. stuff like that. You yeah, haven't got the engagement ring yet? You're well, actually, we were trying to, uh, we've been looking around. She really wants to pick one out. And, and, well, it's and big. You have made, to know so. what you want yeah, because you wear it forever. Yeah. That's what I'm told. It's a big deal. Exactly. How long you guys know each other? Don't mind me asking. A little over a year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but long cool. enough, you know. It cool. is. That's cool. She's yeah. smart. Wait till there's a few more bucks in his pocket. <laughs> get the ring. No, 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 not to marry him. But like, I, my wife, we got engaged. When I was like on the balls of my ass. Right. And she's got this little chip. <laughs> <laughs> and she still wears it. You know, it's like the plainest, simplest right. little thing. Because we've been together 25 but some years. There's kind of cool wow. about that. Yeah, though, well, I mean, know? that's all I could afford. You yeah. know, I had nothing. But, you know, I think I got it maybe 25 years in. I better get something a little fancier. Yeah. I actually did. She's got a really nice antique ring. But anyway, you know what? You guys played a show for our radio station, Radio 104. It's called Radio 104 Fest. You know, I remember Where it, was it Where was it at? Where was it uh, Hartford, Connecticut. And it. it's, a, it's a shed like this. Yeah. I was wondering, were you guys been in the band for the duration for three years? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people came back and they said, dude, this band crazy town. They were like, it was so hostile, and it was so. And everybody was like, "What? Well, they were really scary, man. They're all tattooed, and they're all." I'm going, "What were they like? Hell's Angels or something?" And they go, "Really, no, they were really like bad." No, it was. You know what? It was, that was a different time for us. You know? <laughs> well, no, wait, we finish. Okay, go ahead. Then you came back to our station, like. A year later, two years later, it was like... All polite and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was a kind of gentler crazy town. Yeah. What it's happened? called rehab. <laughs> yeah, for some of us, I was already rehabbed already. Yeah, I, I know I've been in the band as long as I'm the old time rehab. I've even played... I remember, I remember D from Hollywood when he used to come to Hollywood. There uh, we go, right on. Like Gazzari's and all that. Yeah. We used to hang out up there. So. Well, so you've been through the mill, right? Oh, yeah. So you sit yeah. back I and you watch this and, stuff. Yeah. Kind of like Mick Mars and Motley Crue. I've been reading their, in, in their book, The Dirt. And Mick was like older than the other guys had been de- been around the block, so he just sit there scratching his head, watching him go through the throes of rock and roll <laughs> right, stardom, right, you know, right, right. going, oh, "I already did this." Yeah, yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, like, so you guys all cleaned up? Like, um, well, j- actually, just the ones of us that really needed to. Huh? Did you need to clean up? Yeah, I, I, I actually checked into rehab a year ago yesterday. A year ago so yesterday. A year yesterday. That was like uh, right around the time you met Kelly. Is that when she said? Uh, Right after <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Funny story behind well, that. Well, share, share. <laughs> we met in rehab. Oh, you met in rehab? Yeah. All right, right on. He's like right on. No, see, the, I know. face isn't saying right no, on. No, I'm saying right on because I was thinking about Steven Tyler. Yeah. Right. And Tyler right. was yeah. married, and both him and his wife were real... You know, really? Back in those, yeah. Because who's going to put up with that? You know, no, you someone well, who doesn't know about but it. But he got re- rehabilitated, and she didn't. Yeah. And the marriage fell apart. Sometimes, it's something you yeah. either... Both got to mm-hmm. do, you know, or both not to. Mm-hmm. You know, you're both, I see you crossing yeah, your hearts yeah. and stuff. So, but you can't do it without each yeah. other. So it's not, it's kind of not surprising yeah. that two people with similar experiences met each other and, you know, yeah. find strength in each other. That's cool. It's What's beautiful it? when it works, yeah. you know, when it's meant to happen. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we were on Ozfest last year, actually. Right. 
Uh, and you guys now, we, where you because I was just reading the article on you guys in, the, in Rolling, Rolling Stone. Stone. Yeah, really good article I saw. What did you think of that article? The first week, did you like? I it? think it was pretty pretty accurate. You thought? I mean, it was pretty cool. Well, we wow, we did it. Um, it was a two part, a uh, two day interview actually yeah, because we did it. In, we started in Hollywood, and then we had a we had a, a private show for a clothing line company that sponsors us in Las Vegas okay. the next day. So he got on the bus with us. He flew to Las Vegas, and then then they had the session the day after, which was a Friday. So it was three days we went through, well, you know, this thing. So I was unclear from the article if you guys were kicked off the tour. Or no, we left. left. We left. What the tour. it was? And this is when uh, Shifty got you know, fell like, off the wagon. Well, no, well, we he, yeah. we had both. I fell off the wagon about it was a couple three of months, months, three months before, before he they did, both, they, yeah. and then he yeah. came off. It was like we resigned before we got kicked off. We right. had, a, and I'm saying it was down to probably about 60 minutes before we would have been thrown off that we. Um, oh, I get you know, it. <laughs> you can't fire us. We you quit. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, but but now everybody's like. Clean, oh, sober, so and happy. Much, so much better. So much different. Now, I mean, that, there's still some of us that, that you know, there's some of us that still talk or whatever, you know. But but, but that experience last year brought us together as a as a family. You know what happened, and it, and we we grew from that. We grew from it. You know. Well, I think some people, I mean, some it people can both, handle it. Right. Can get high without having a problem with right. it, and other people. Well, those are normal. Kelly's nodding like a we wild call them normies. Normies. I mean, those are normies. Norm yeah. You know. But see, but I think yeah. you're stronger. For the fact that you're in a band with people who still do party sometimes, because hiding from it, I believe, is a false reality. Right. It kind you of know, if, you, you. if you say, "Well, I can't be around it, I can't be yeah. near it," because I may fall off the wagon. Well, sooner or later, yeah, you're going to stuck come into some situation I mean, yeah, where you're going to lose it. That, but there's also see Beth. She was totally wasted, heroin <laughs> addict, right. and she cleaned up totally. You too, Beth. Huh? <laughs> All right. Yeah, but no, I cleaned not. up 30 years ago. 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> she was like what? Was was born at birth. She was a born a heroin baby. I know a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. please, my mom. I'm just only kidding, mom. I know a lot of people from that school of thought, but I mean, I, I know there's some people who have been suggesting that I throw myself into those situations, you know, uh, as opposed to staying out of them. And it's like, it's kind of hard to find a happy medium. I, I know myself, and like, I've been trying to get off this stuff for uh, for 15 years, you know? Mm. And so. How old are you, man? It's like, I'm 30. Dude, half your life. Holy crap! Yeah, I, I never got before high. that. Maybe I never got I high. I never 12. drank. So yeah. I thought you. Fantastic. I didn't know. I thought you were yeah. out of your mind. I was always That's clean amazing. and sober. I mean, I had yeah. friends who party, but it's just so. I, you see, because to someone like us, I can't imagine that. You know what I mean? Like we, I used to look at people who were just smiling, walking down the street on a nice, beautiful day, and be like, "What the hell are you smiling?" Well, about? I wasn't smiling. <laughs> I was pretty pissed off, but but I was like, an, I felt like an alien in the in the rock community. Anyway, it's just. I look at the guys out in L.A. and even in my own band, and they didn't know what the hell to make of me. So I didn't. I, 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 didn't. <laughs> I, didn't. I, I thought you. I, I, are you sure you're not high? But you, you started to ask me. I cut you off. But no, know. no. So I'm just, I'm just marveling because you're, you know, you, JBJ, you, you know, you played. I mean, we were talking about your history, and you've been playing yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So you're coming into this band, and you're seeing these guys going through this stuff. Must be tough for you. I don't know. You kind of put that behind it. You've dealt with that issue. Well, yeah. I mean, you know. Um, Is a part of you say, man, I don't know if I want I, to sit here and no, watch you these know, kids go through their growing pains? Well, like in the beginning, like 97, we we had a Chuck, Uncle Chucky and I, we had a 20-year reunion. Uncle Chucky's Chuck Mangione, anyway, by, for your information. Well, we I should say, but, um, I mean, we should, people, a lot of people don't know that you've played with a yeah, variety Anita of Baker artists. Yeah, Baker and the yeah. BC Boys, uh, you know. Yeah, they have a nobody famous, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Holy crap. But, um, see, I'm friends with uh, Epic, 
one of the co-founders and the co-producer of the band, the other, the other, the other singer. Okay. And uh, I've known him for six years, and I met him when he was like in his mid twenties, and he was he was uh, producing Bev Bev Devoe, and he's wow. a drummer also, but he's also an oh, engineer right. and a DJ. Right. So I was introduced to him by a mutual friend, and you know I looked at this kid, and I'm saying, damn, you know. He's got, he's got it. He's doing it. You know, he, I was a little envious of him. He, actually, he's taught me te about technical things and how to mi mix a little and do stuff. But uh, he said, he came to me. I had a month off in February of 99 with Chuck. And uh, he said, dude, I, you know, Columbia's interested in signing my band, but we have no band. We don't have a drum. We don't have a drummer or anything. It's just right. me and Shifty. Right. So I'm going, well, you know. And he asked me like twice. I said, I didn't, I, didn't, I said, no, nah, I don't want to check it out. And I said, you know, what do I got to lose? This is, you know. Let me go here. Let me go jam and, and see what's going on. So I played with Fado. We had a dingy room in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard. Right. And he was sitting out on the street on a, with a skateboard. Hmm. Seth met him. They were they were working at a clothing store on La Brea and, and uh, Melrose. Uh, so anyway, we jammed and we got signed. I went back on the road and came back. And in the beginning, like the first tour, we we also had a, we had a different guitar player in, in the fall of '99. Our first tour was with Buck Sherry, actually, which is totally different mm -hmm. music than what we're doing. Right. I, I thought, I said, damn, you know, there were some times when I was like, in the beginning, you know, I was like, what am I doing? And then something was just telling me in my heart that, you know, I, I need to be here. Because I love, I love, I love what they were move, doing. Move. This is before these, I mean, at that time when I got in the band, Seth was sober. He relapsed, you know, and then, well, actually before the time, we went out with Methods of Mayhem last April. Okay. We supported the Tommy Lee's tour. But we, it was a, like going to be a four-month run because we were gonna, we did we did the states and part of Canada with him, and then we jumped to Europe for a month, and then we came back and did the MTV Return of the Rock, Return of the Rock tour with Stain and POD, and that was before we were supposed to jump on the Ozfest 2000. All right, so it was crazy. All right, we're talking with JBJ, the drummer and trouble guitar player from uh, from Crazy Town. So I, I got to ask you this because you know, it's it's you see it in every generation of musicians. We make an album, and an album to me, it shouldn't just be one sound. Yeah, should right, be, exactly. There should that's be moments we, yeah. on a record. At least that's how it used to be. Yeah. And for a while there, in in the nineties, I put on a, a record from a new band, and I want to realize this band. And by you know track five, I'm going well. Every track sounds yeah. the same. Right. So okay, now you guys come around, and you take some chances. And you do a track like Butterfly. Right. And listening to an album, and I've been down this road myself, on an album, it's a song in the record. Yet taken out of context, it represents the band very differently to a lot of people right. than you want to be represented. Right. So I know you must be dealing with some of that from some people. We dealt with this on this tour, on this tour. So especially. What are, you, are you running? What are you running hey, you into? Know what? We deal with that. We've been dealing with that a lot in Europe too, because the record's gone so big in Europe and in South America. I mean, Germany, we're like two million. And or we something. deal with it over there because it's a more pop-oriented culture over there, and so they take Butterfly and they run with it in sort of a pop uh, sort of a way, where kids are putting posters of fifteen-year-olds. They can either or twelve year olds Britney or flip the poster up and, and they they crazy sounds. That freaked me out when I had so with my like, band. Yeah, I was like, do oh, yeah. yeah, you know what? I was on the same, yeah, same page. Yeah. I walked out on photo shoots because I was like, I don't think this is right. I don't know if I should be doing this. Right. Because you're trying so, to take career. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have the recognition. Yeah. nice to get the bread. I mean, everybody needs the right. bread. Yeah. But at the same time, so you feel like well, when like, you're out here, are people, once they see you doing what you guys do? better. And I know you guys are hardcore. Right now, yeah, we're right. in our redeeming moment. This, is, this album's been out for three years, and this was our third single. We kind of knew that... 
you know, Butterfly was uh, possibly the one to go over the fence, and it did. But we didn't want to come out with Butterfly first just because of what we're talking about. Right. We well, new single's called Revolving you know. Doors. Is that the single you guys are working now? Uh, we're working Wait. out in Europe. It's, yeah, in, in Europe. America. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're playing Revolving yeah. Door, actually, okay. on our That's station. So cool. And right. the album is Gift of Game. Yeah. So, yeah, because, you know, look at uh, Sugar Ray Beth. Right. Okay. Yeah. And Sugar Ray, I mean, when it first came out, I was like, why this band? I mean, the kicks, they were pretty aggressive they band. Yeah. But they had a different flavor on there. It got taken out of context, blown up, and they went a different direction. They said, well, if this is what people are going to like think we are, right. let's just go with it because it's something people are willing to accept. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and it's working for them. That's not to say we aren't going with it. No, yeah. but... We're just... Trying to stay this, but on a tour like this, you got to be running head yeah. on to people who are going. Well, wait a minute, man. We you know we heard uh -huh. that one track and we think you're a pop band, but clearly I know you guys ain't no pop band. Some of the people that don't really you know that aren't really true Crazy Town fans that have stuck with us since the beginning, right? They, you know they'll think that well they, you know they just know us by Butterfly, but we come coming to see us here. I mean uh, you know we come out hard. We come for 30 minutes. I mean we heard them. We we play you know we, mm -hmm. we give them the, we give them the sweet song and you know right before the end, but we, all our songs are you know. Up up there, so oh, I think it, most of the people at the eyes are probably more aware of what you guys are about. Yeah. Well, it was great talking to you guys. It's good to see you. Appreciate D. coming in here. We're down at Ozfest 2001. It's crazy town. JBJ in trouble in the house. Thanks a lot, man. It's Thank great. You. Good to see you, man. And good luck Thanks. to you guys. Thanks for yeah. having Snyder Radio. Okay. Hey, what's up? This is Trouble from Crazy Town. I'm sitting here with JBJ, and you're listening to D Snyder Radio on Radio 104. What's up? On Radio 104 WMRQ. We're back. It is D-Signer Radio at the OzFest all week long, celebrating OzFest 2001 coming to the Meadows this Sunday. And have we got an official word on sold out or not? I just yeah. looked it up. I just looked it up on the Meadows website, and it does say that there are still tickets available, apparently. There you go. So until it's officially said it's sold out, don't assume it's sold out. And remember, this is the Meadows, so you, know, you get a lawn seat. And you're free to pretty much go around and enjoy the show. And, and, and OzFest is, is an event. It's not just the music. It's a, it's a social event as well. But hey, good news, people. D-Snyder Radio is going to the New Britain Rockcats at New Britain Stadium in New Britain. I said New Britain three times in that sentence. And we're taking 300 peeps along with us. We're gorillaing in to section 201-201 to watch the New Britain Rockcats take on the New Haven Ravens. This Thursday, August 2nd. Every morning, we're giving away four packs of tickets. And right now, if you're calling number 10 and 11, you'll each receive a four-pack of tickets to join the show, me, Beth, and everybody when we go down there. And now we're talking about tailgating with our limo. Limo, limo gating. <laughs> that's, that's classy. That's classy. <laughs> we're a classy bunch of guys and girl. We are. And uh, we'll see if I'm putting that together. Maybe do a little tailgating. That way we'll gather the peeps in the parking lot with a little tailgating action. And then we'll gorilla in and watch the game. Okay? Okay. So call now, 860-666-4444. And you can be joining the party this Thursday night at New Britain Stadium. Okay. Hey, D. Uh, yes? I got some information for you. You know how you're talking about Sugar Ray at the, the end of the interview with Crazy Town there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Sugar Ray is opening up for Bon Jovi this weekend. 
at the yeah. uh, Meadowlands. And apparently, Zach, our production director, was at the show at the Meadowlands on Saturday night. And Sugar Ray's playing some of his lighter tunes. And he said that uh, he was feeling that he needed to break out some metal. And they broke into the course, so we're not going to take it. And the Meadowlands started going crazy, yeah. <laughs> Respect from Mark McGrath. Yeah, so... Uh, we'll, we'll F you to Johnny Boy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> you don't got an anthem like that in your arsenal, do you, Johnny? <laughs> right in his own backyard. I yeah. mean, yeah, they've got... 30, 40 hits, but they don't have one of those. They don't have one of those. That's all I got, is one of those. You can take, it, take that away from me, Lockwood. No, I don't want to. Uh, Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, and so, okay, we're going to take a break, come back, we'll do some news. Beth, what's going on? Well, how much would you pay for Wilt Chamberlain's old house? It's on the market. I'll tell you the asking price. Also, mm. who's watching the porn in your house? You might be surprised by a recent survey. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, also, cure for insomnia, possibly. I have a couple things that you might want to try if you have trouble falling asleep. Also... Sticks. The band Sticks is in the news, which is kind of weird since we were just talking about them. It's uh, an interesting story. Movies from over the weekend. Everybody knows that Planet of the Apes did really well. I'll tell you how well and what else was up there. Mike Tyson wanted for questioning about another rape claim. And will that poor Willie ever be free? The saga continues. Who's Willie you talking about? All right, and Ruben from Brantford and Matt from North Brantford. What is this? This happens from time to time. Uh, won the Rockcats ticket, so you can stop calling. We're going to give away another four-pack with what we learned today in just a little bit. So start pondering what you might tell us when we do that. But right now, we're doing the news. Stick around. More T-Snyder Radio to come. It's Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. The Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. Now back to the Snyder Radio. See my beeps? Can't wait. What do you want? Snyder Radio. On Radio 104. Tomorrow on the Snyder Radio. Brand new feature, hypothetically, dot, 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 your hypothetical question here. Send them to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com, and plenty of them have come in already. So we're all looking forward to these hypotheticals. See what we really think. And also later in the week, Thursday, as a matter of fact, uh, the OzFest week continues. We've got an interview with Twiggy of Marilyn Manson. I had to, like, get pissed off before they brought a body out of that room, which is pretty interesting how that panned out. But we'll refresh your memory on that in case you didn't hear about it. And uh, check it out. What you got to look forward to today on these, on uh, Radio 104? Will Cow, Old School 104, every day. Chaz, 420 Brownie Mix, and 6 o'clock news. Two new songs back-to-back. Get to hear the best new music first. Carlito's got the eight most requested songs of the day. Mandatory Metallica at 10. Pick a position every night. Larry the Cable Guy is going to be on tonight. And they're going to be talking, it says here, to Waterbury Mayor Phil Giordano from The Clink. Now, so you got that to look forward to, which is kind of nice. I am speculating. I don't know for sure. But I think that might be some Carlito show hijinks. 
BS. Ah, I just think it might be some kind of gag. <laughs> okay. You don't think well, he's got like our hotline number and ready to call in a school? You never know. They might have some kind of connection. Well, there's always a first. Okay. Uh, let's see. So I got all that covered. Life is good. Well, it's time to get down to business. Speaking of, Waterbury's acting mayor, Sam Calgary, is on his first full day heading the city. The aldermanic president says the first thing he wants to do is restore confidence in city leadership. He was thrust into the job as as acting mayor last week when Phil Giordano was arrested on federal sex charges involving a minor. Actually, that's the second thing he's doing. The first thing he's doing is emptying the desk drawers, getting rid of all those underoos. We're in there. (laughs) As this story unfolds, I don't know if, Nick, you've been following this over the weekend, but it is getting more and more heinous. Yeah, the mother. They're saying now, Dee, you were on the island, so you probably didn't hear that. Did not hear it. Speculation is that the mother of these children may have provided them, been some sort of middleman for this goings on, this app, I just... Disgusting. He's a sick bastard. He should have his nuts cut off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll do it if anyone wants to volunteer. <laughs> okay. Washington, D.C. police say they've just about run out of places to look for Chandra Levy. Assistant Police Chief Terrence Gaynor tells NBC that investigators will conclude their search of parks in the nation's capital sometime this week. So the movie Snatch. Oh, what did you think? Um, I thought it was very Quentin Tarantino-esque, mm-hmm. although many of the mo- new movies are. People are very inspired by him, you know. Uh, we enjoyed it. And uh, I'm not saying this is definitely it, but but the... And I'm not really giving away anything significant in the picture, but this very bad man in the movie, he, uh, when he has people killed, he'd chop them up and feed them to his hogs. And he had uh, a, a whole... I don't know, not a stable, you wouldn't call it a stable, but a farmyard filled with hogs. Just a certain specific amount because of how many hogs it takes to eat a man. Every piece of them. They eat the bone and everything. And that's how he would dispose of the bodies. Um, it's like every, now, every time I hear about somebody who can't be found, I'm thinking that they were fed to some hogs or something like that. Some sick bastard out there chopping up people and stuff. It's comforting. Isn't it comforting? She was a big woman. Take a lot of hogs to eat her, I think. Nicholas, that's neither true nor sensitive on your part. It's hypothetical, Beth. I'm just saying that Chandra's a big girl and I could see probably... She didn't like, strike me as big. Um, she struck you as big? No, not Oh, she's all. a chunker, definitely. <laughs> Come on. I'm, no, seriously, D. I'm not making a joke here. Did you see... She's got a... I mean, she's got a pretty big, fat face. She has a big, big head, head of hair. Not, not, yeah, she had big hair. But that big head. glamour shot that they keep showing of her where she's up on one arm and oh, she's God. bent over... Oh, come on. Her ass is big and out there. And, I mean, she had big breasts and stuff. But, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just saying that it would take, like, probably 70 hogs. You're <laughs> so <laughs> outrageous. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> done the math, babe. 70. <laughs> ah, well, the asking price for the late Wilt Chamberman's L.A. area home is coming down fast. However, it's still pretty steep at about $4 million. Went on the market last year at almost seven and a half million. You may recall that the seven-foot basketball legend once claimed he'd had sexual encounters with twenty thousand women. 
Wants yeah, to I don't know how much his... he wants, they want for his penis. Once <laughs> 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 described this particular home decor as a little kinky with kinky details. It features a mirrored ceiling and mirrored shower, a Roman tub, and a small cave-like room with circular pink velvet wraparound sofa. I was boning a lady in that. <laughs> Agent for no Sotheby's calls the estate shaggerific. However, a luxury real estate agent in L.A. says sometimes it takes more than a celebrity name to sell a house. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> you can still see a dent in the wall behind the bedroom. <laughs> um, the heads were hitting, you see. Uh, you know, those houses, these guys custom build them. They do them up for themselves. And they think they're like the coolest things in sliced bread. And you walk in there and you go, this has got to be completely gutted. I <laughs> gutted. You know, you this you can't, they make these shag everywhere and pink cushions yes. and it's it's got to be gutted. They never get the money they expect for those things. The average person doesn't want a mirrored bathroom. <laughs> no, no. Nobody likes it. Nick doesn't want to see himself having stomach issues <laughs> from every possible I angle. Know. I mean, most people don't want that in the morning. You're kind of tired and rag. You're walking in the shower. You don't need that. <laughs> we got a, we have a, a. We have the guest bathroom, and the, the whole, all the walls are mirrored. So when you go in there and you take having a slash, it's like. Really get a chance to take a look at your junk, really. <laughs> sitting there looking at it, you know, and just like, I'm like, this is really kind of weird. Because you're standing there and just looking back at you. Dark side, did you ever use the guest bathroom at my house? Did you ever yeah. have an experience? Yes, I did. And, uh, right? Isn't it like it's, it's kind of weird? It's kind of trippy. It's like, wow. <laughs> so and then you're like, like. <laughs> I better lock this door because if anybody just opens it up, this is something. <laughs> I should just play when somebody goes into the bathroom. Just have that on a loop. <laughs> oh, if the door opens by mistake. <laughs> Occupied. <laughs> well, an Israeli woman suffered chemical burns after spraying pesticide into her mouth when a flying cockroach landed on her tongue. The 20-year-old from Jerusalem suffered burns to her mouth, tongue, vocal cord, and lower larynx and needed to be hospitalized. She told the Daily Newspaper that she hated cockroaches so much that she didn't think before grabbing the pesticide and proceeding to spray it into her mouth. Why didn't she spit it out? That's a good question. Because she's stupid. Right. She's not a smart woman. <laughs> you have that new sound machine over there, Dark Side? I'm not, not a, a smart, smart woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, research was done in Italy, and they discovered that housewives are among the highest consumers of pay-per-view porn in the country. Housewives? In Italy. Study oh, of 2,000 pay TV users carried out by a study group over there discovered 37% of female users switched to porn channels regularly. Of those, 22 classified themselves as housewives. 12% said they were teachers. And 11% had other jobs. She's a poor. That's what your teacher's doing when she goes home from work every day, kids. That's awesome. <laughs> Just getting all fired up.
Cool. Great. You come home. And there all the, the pump has been primed. And in addition to that, researchers are predicting a 10% increase in the use of porn channels by women over the next couple of years. Cool. It's not just for men, Beth. Fiery Italian women, Nick. I like that. Well, what about what about Puritan women from the tuck? What about ever, them? Uh, Ever uh, stumble across the channels? I only have basic cable. Take a look, see. I don't even. I don't even have the converter. I can't get pay per view. <laughs> Nick can lend you a couple tapes. I'm yeah, sure he still can. Still got those tapes. I don't even want to touch his tapes. Babe, watch four, Beth. That's a good one. But the how? If I don't series. watch one, two, and three, how will I know what's going on in four? Oh well, four is just so much better. It stands than on its own. Yeah, right. yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm not going to watch unless I can get the whole set. Yeah. That's my They're final word on They're working on five because there's so many unanswered questions <laughs> in the first four. <laughs> the Dutch government is financing a fashion magazine aimed at drug addicts called Mainline Lady. Oh, I kid you not. The publication includes tips on how to make drug-affected dry skin look healthy and young. Also features advice on health and beauty, fashion and sex, and even as a horoscope, warning readers whether to use condoms or go to the doctor. The pilot issue uh, talks to a 38-year-old cocaine and heroin addict who is transformed with a hair and face makeover. They also <laughs> have question and answers, um, things like syringes and the dangers of catching HIV. Toothhead, doper, nose candy. Coke. The magazine's editor says female users are not just skinny hags. They have lots of interests, and that's what we wanted to reflect in this magazine. So far, they're distributing 5,000 copies, and if it's a success, they will publish further issues. Is This is Holland? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they got a magazine for uh, uh, bodily odors called Dutch Oven <laughs> as well. That's coming out. Just deals purely with, you know, farts and things like that. This, they, well, they have a drugs illegal over there. Right. So it shouldn't be surprise anybody that they, if it's legal, they got magazines that cater to those people. It's probably just, just good business. We've got something like, Nick, you could probably use that. Uh, you know, not that you're a druggie, but you've got that wasted kind of look heroin chic yeah you got you're kind of heroin chic <laughs> with a little pouch going on i noticed that <laughs> yeah i uh i wouldn't mind doing that though that, that would be cool if i really wasn't into like i wouldn't get i couldn't do like heroin you know that's good it's pretty out there but i could pose as a heroin addict i wouldn't have problems with that as long as i'm getting paid <laughs> you've done worse right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, if you're an insomniac, experts are recommending sex and bananas, not necessarily at the same time, as a cure for your sleeping problems. That's sex with bananas? Well, either or, <laughs> I guess, is what they're saying. And most people That's, they actually go. questioned about insomnia said that their most sleepless night of the week is Sunday night. That's usually because they're fretting so much about going back to work and also their sleep pattern has been interrupted over the weekend. And some of the people responded said that they drank a little bit over the weekend and that led to their having trouble falling asleep Sunday going into Monday. Thank God I don't have any problem sleeping. I don't either. Knock on wood because it's torturous for people who can't sleep. Yeah, I mean, I'm not one of those people who can like sleep standing up or, you know, anywhere, but... When I lay down at night, I'm like out in no time. It's great. Mm -hmm. What about you, Darkside? No, I haven't had those problems since high school. 
I couldn't fall asleep to save my life now. Nah, I'm a zombie, dude. I'm not like a well, light. These room. hours are good for that because <laughs> what? by the time you get to bed, you've been up. Yeah, I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning. So what did I'm, you say? Well, he I said the, the weed, weed helps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you do have trouble, experts recommend maybe eating a banana or engaging in sexual relations. Do it in the yeah. butt. <laughs> yeah, I hear Joe Locke was comatose after the man show. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting news from the Sticks camp. Bassist Chuck Pinozo, that's what we'll call him, says it's time for him to live openly as a gay man. Oh, my God. And he came out this weekend at the Human Rights Campaign's annual dinner in Chicago. Pinozo tested positive for HIV back in 1991 and was diagnosed with AIDS in 1999. However, he is in good health because of recent AIDS drugs. He said he decided to come forward with his sexuality after two years of therapy and the death of a friend of his from AIDS. He says he's in a better place now than he's ever been in his life because he's acknowledging who he is. Hi, fellas. It's so super to see you. It, is he dragging the keyboard player out with him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know if it was, I don't know if it was a whole band thing. With sticks. I'm sailing gay way. Gay way. You're clearly gay. There's that. nothing really else to say about that. I, I thought we decided last week that these sound bites were not appropriate if the person actually is gay. No, the oh, other that's one. right. I was talking about Dennis DeYoung. Oh, yeah. yeah. This Dennis is a great song, though, Nick. This is a good one, don't you think? <laughs> now, yeah, which one? Uh, it's no Mr. Roboto, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which one? Was the bass player? Was he the really? Because there was Tommy Shaw, who was short, and then there was a really tall blonde guy. Yeah, I remember with him. a mustache mm. that would stand next to him. They were like really a, a mismatched pair. Sean, you know player? all the bass players. No, I can't. I'm for some reason, I'm picturing him with a beard or something. I don't, I don't think it's the same. The I'm tall guy with the blonde hair. I don't think. I mean, he looked pretty straight up to me. I mean, was he a guitar player? That guy? Or yeah, yeah, he was. This is the bass player. Oh, uh, okay. I don't remember the bass player though. Now they were just out on the road. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was with the, all the original members or not. Did Billy Squire have anything to do with bringing him out? <laughs> I don't he was think, out there with him I, on the road. I don't think Billy Squire is gay, is he? No. He just acted gay on stage. <laughs> <laughs> just because he used to be a hairdresser doesn't mean that he's gay. <laughs> Squire was a hairdresser? Mm -hmm. Didn't I, Why didn't I know that? I don't know. I, I think he tries to not talk about it. We interviewed him once and we asked him about it and he said something like, Well... I used to cut hair, but I wasn't a hairdresser. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, very touchy. All right. Yeah. Well, movies over the weekend. I guess, D, you saw the number... Well, you tried to see, but couldn't see the number one movie, which was Planet of the Apes, with, which made just under $70 million. And I guess you're right. It is the uh, best non-holiday, three-day opening ever. Yeah. Something like that. So it did really well. $69.55 million. This was a huge week for the movies. I am getting some mixed reviews. Glenn went to see it, and I said, have a ball. He went with one of his friends. <laughs> I really had no desire to see this. And he said that he didn't really care for it, but that five minutes from the end, the projector broke, and a near riot broke out of the theater, so they had to leave, and he didn't even get to see the end. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> but, uh, I hear it's got a really good ending. Yeah, that's what he said. He said he heard that the ending, something interesting happens at the end, but he's not going to go back and pay another 850 to see it. 
Oh, well, he's not a good person to review it. No. Didn't see the ending. I it all comes not. together. It all comes together. He said there were some fun parts and that the apes looked really good, but he didn't really care for it. I don't know. Some of those scenes... That. That that evil ape looks really nasty. You see that dark side? Any of those clips? Yeah, I saw the clips on TV. I gotta go check it out. Sean said he saw it. He liked it. The ape yeah, that looks like he's choking uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg there. Oh, yeah. that, that's yeah, that's scary. an up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's <laughs> an up. Yeah, but I mean, then this number two movie, A Distant Second, was Jurassic Park three, but they still made over twenty million dollars. Twenty two million dollars is not too bad for its second week. That's huge. And then. And then uh, America's Sweethearts, which w- made almost $16 million. People, I heard Quietly that was kind of cute. making money. Yeah, legally. Yeah, Jurassic Park, by the way, is all, already over $100 million. Wow. Yeah. Legally Blonde, $9 million, which is really great for that movie. Uh, then The Score, with $7 million. A lot of people went to the movies. Cats and Dogs, $4 million. Dr. Doolittle, 2 4.2. Fast and Furious, Scary Movie, and Shrek round out the top 10. Wow. So, I mean, it's easily over $100 million made... In the theaters. Way right? over. This, yeah, it was a huge, huge Probably week. I would say almost two. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. Sean, what did you think of uh, what you think of Planet of the Apes? I thought it was good, uh, but yeah. I'm starting to know how, like, how bad things are for me because I found the monkey girl really attractive. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she was really hot. She well, was I hear Marky Mark found her attractive, too. So Yeah, yeah. he kissed her. She was designed to be attractive. Sean, are you going to give away the entire movie for people? Yeah. <laughs> no, no it's, don't. it's not giving it away. I'm just... It's not. It's not a big deal. There's a lot more to see in that film. I'm just saying that. I think the yeah, mon- that was out in the public. That yeah. was pretty much mm-hmm. common knowledge. Monkey Girl was looking good. I don't know if I'd see that movie because I mean, you know that they're not really <laughs> apes. Well, you know that there's not really a Superman, but you still go see the movie. <laughs> well, I mean, you know that it's uh, Rocky wasn't a real person. <laughs> oh, uh, you know that Rambo's just made up. Jury's still out on that, but I mean, <laughs> no, seriously, like I, I don't, I've never been like a lot of guys are. Uh, like action movies I mean something like that that's not real like Tim Burton really would impress me if he had apes as part of his movie but I don't know trained apes like like if Marky Mark made out with a real monkey then I'd be impressed he'd he'd get my 850 pretty easily but I don't know I'm going I'm going as soon as possible Mike Tyson may be in trouble again. He is being sought by police after a woman claimed he raped her in California. Directors have told the boxer's attorney they want to speak with his client, who has since left California for Arizona. The woman, who is in her early 20s, is alleged to have been attacked. She also claims to have been badly beaten. Tyson and his entourage of 14 people left Big Bear, California on Monday after spending about six weeks renting four houses in the resort town for a light training camp. So they want to talk to him. No arrest warrant at this time, but... I was boning a lady of that. They're investigating. Well, innocent until proven guilty. He is a celebrity. He is a target. Hey, where are the white women at? Let's hope this guy has got it together. <laughs> oh, God. Somehow you can't freaking... Somehow you don't expect it, though. You know? No. It seems too much of a mess. He doesn't strike me as the... The smartest guy to ever walk around, so. No. I think he would have learned, but. He's got a couple of emotional problems. I think he does. (laughs) I think he does. (laughs) Well, no freedom for poor Willie, the uh, killer whale there. Keiko, 
may never be freed after all. We talked just recently about that they wanted to set him free, but despite more than 60 trips out of his pen into the open seas, his caregivers say Keiko is still reluctant to rejoin wild killer whales near his home in South Iceland. They say Keiko seems addicted to mankind because he's been in captivity for most of his life. They just changed his name to Nick. <laughs> Why would he? He has no reason to leave. He's got this huge pen. He's swimming around. They're feeding him fish. He doesn't have to go hunt for his own fish unless he wants to. He comes and goes as he pleases. They've got a team of people spending millions of dollars catering to his needs. He's going to leave? <laughs> Why? Right. <laughs> Why? He's got... He's, he's, he's got He's got, like, the speed pass for whales. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's basically got there. As long as they keep giving him free fish to wave with his little fin, exactly. he's not going anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> Cut him off. You'll right. see. He'll be gone in no time. <laughs> Subliminal message to the Lentinos. And uh, finally today, a former Hooters waitress in Florida is suing the restaurant chain, saying she was promised a new Toyota for winning a beer sales contest. Hooters, Instead, Hooters. she was given a toy Yoda, the little Oops. green guy from Star Wars. She said after she won the beer sales contest, she was blindfolded and led into the restaurant parking lot. But when her blindfold was removed, she found not a Toyota, but a toy Yoda. She said the man hmm. manager started laughing, but she wasn't. And now she's suing for the cost of a new Toyota car. It's such a fine line between yeah. stupid and, and clever. Yeah, it's just clever. Clever. About. Yeah. Wow. That's, she, she that's really wrong. You shouldn't do that to people, really. They misled. They misled her. It's not saying a lot, though, for the, um, you know, the IQ of the average Hooters woman, though. You know what I mean? No, I, I disagree. If, they, if Paula came back and said... I don't know what kind of incentive it would be, but if you guys did well in such and such an area, the, the best person is going to get a Toyota. We thought, wow, that's that's really great. And then she strut, struts back here with a little Yoda. People are going to be upset. Toyota? Yeah, I guess you could say it really fast. Yeah. Anybody could fall for that, right? Mm-hmm. You'll win a Toyota. A Toyota. <laughs> Mike Hunt. <laughs> Mike Hunt. You'll win Mike Hunt. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, I guess it could blend together if you're not careful. Okay, I take that back. <laughs> Baseball yesterday, Yankees over Toronto 9-3. You'll win Mike Hunt. Red Sox 4-3 over the White I, I'd Sox. I'd be shocked if there was some guy standing out there in the parking lot, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All those sales up in smoke. Yeah, I thought I'd won something really good. Beat Philadelphia 6-5. Lance Armstrong, the American, won the Tour de France for the third straight year in a row, Yay! continuing his comeback from cancer. Partly suspended yet? Partly sunny in the upper seventies <laughs> today. Tonight, some clouds in the mid fifties, and tomorrow, partly sunny, low eighties. Sixty-four at nine forty-three. Well, people. It is time now for what do we learn today. That's right. That's when you tell us what you learned from today's program. Call on us at 860-666-4444. But what we're giving you today is something really special. It's a four-pack of tickets to join D. Snyder Radio for D. Snyder Radio Night at the Rockcats at New Britain Stadium this Thursday, August 2nd. 300 peeps are going to go gorilla in with us, and we're going to have a good time. You want to join the party? Think of something good, pick up the phone, dial it up, tell us what you learned, if we really like it. 
you win the tickets. It's as simple as that. Stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. You'll make it yours as well. Call D now. 666-4444. That's the whole idea. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio 104. of another fine program is Lockwood. Mm-hmm. Beautiful day today. Yeah, I can't wait to get out there. Weather's smoking me either, so let us not hesitate any longer. Time to do some singing. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Let's talk to Scott from Vernon. Good morning, Scott. Hey, D, what's happening, man? How you doing, buddy? What did you learn today? I learned the best mom has got it going on. <laughs> She's trying to charge up Johnny Electric by giving best sexy lingerie. <laughs> yeah. My mom does have it going on. She does. <laughs> she does. Matter of fact, she does. And, Here's uh, Johnny. I think, I think her uh, motivation, though, Needs to be questioned. Yeah, well, I think her mot- her motivation is that she wants some grandkids. But I keep telling she, her she's gonna have to wait. So did she uh, knit that sexy lingerie? Or <laughs> no, she didn't. No, it's store bought. It's store bought. Okay. All right, uh, Ms. Lockwood, Beth. Well, I learned that uh, you can be well into your nineties and still have a viable career as a nude model. As the 94-year-old Brazilian woman is going to do. Yes, uh, well, viable. (laughs) Uh, It looks like a crazy. This is the first time this has been done. It's Penthouse as one of the big two, right? What Bob Guccione is insane. So he's, he's, you know, and you know people are going to be checking it out. Of course. You know, Nick's going to have those pictures splattered all over his car. Sure. It's Brazilian penthouse, so you probably have to buy the import. But I'm sure Sean has a connection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll be up all over. Everywhere I am, I always have a picture of her with me. Sean, hook a brother up. (laughs) I could get that accomplished. (laughs) I think he he can handle that. All right, let's talk to Rob from West Hartford. Hey, Rob, it's D. Hey, good morning, D. How you doing? I'm good, man. So what would you learn today? Today I learned that if you word things correctly, you can get a dumb girl with big boobs to do anything for you for a Star Wars toy. <laughs> well, yes, uh, that's possible. But that said, wouldn't you, in fairness, mm. if some girl said to you, hey man, um, a really hot girl said to you, hey man, if you um, you know, sell a bunch of this or that, uh, you can have Mike Hunt... Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think it was something very different than the guy that you wound up being introduced to after you sold all those products? I wanted see, in writing first. You might be, you might be misled. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the, that's the lesson to be learned. Get it in writing. When you say a Toyota, matter of fact, I see a whole new campaign for uh, Toyota of Wallingford. They'll be, win a Toyota. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, Dark Side Dave. Chewbacca. 
What'd you learn today? Well, I learned that Nick is one step closer to actually living here at the radio station. Um, I mean, you said earlier you noticed his car packed full of pillows and clothes and stuff like that. Now he's in the other room like it's his living room or his bathroom <laughs> or something, clipping his toenails. Well, he's not going to get the floor of the Civic dirty. He is vile. One step closer, man. You're vile. You're You'll be... Oh, my God. It's so strange because he has manners. He has pretty good manners in most situations, but that's, to quote Mudbone, off the hook. Yeah. The only other person in here with me is Sean. So, so why does he have to be subject to that? Because it's Sean, you know? Like, so he's I mean, not even human? Well, no, but he's <laughs> always around me, so he should be used to stuff like this. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> I have to sit there and look at that. I, pity, okay. I, I totally pity the future ex-Mrs. Lentino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like She's she, been around me for a while. Yeah. She doesn't care. No, I wouldn't clip in front of a female or woman, but Sean's I'm right over here us. in the other room. <laughs> Yeah, but the I'm not even a female anymore. Well, no, we would. No, sure you are, but you guys are in another room. You can't really see it through the window, and I mean, it's not like Sean's a person. I, I work with <laughs> no. the kid, you know. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. He's not a so person. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to Rob from Middlebury. Another Rob. Rob, good it's morning, D. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning, Beth. Good morning, crew. Hey, Rob. Ah, how's it going? What I learned is very sad, and I learned the kids are growing up much quicker today, and and especially in Waterbury, and that's because the mayor's getting to them a lot earlier. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, ow, 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 ooh, ooh. Mayor of Waterbury jokes, they're everywhere. <laughs> you could probably be a whole series out. Yes, how can you resist, though? It's tough to resist. Knock, knock. Who is it? Mayor of Waterbury. Run, kids! <laughs> <laughs> See, I just even made up one. We have no kids in our house. <laughs> um, Nick. Uh-oh. Oof. Why is he the wanted man today? These, these guys are coming around soon, huh? I got to get ready for Stephen Piercy. August these 24th. guys. Oof. Piercy. Yeah, can't wait for these guys. Yeah, today I learned something. I didn't know that this was going on, and I think, you know, I'm always willing to lend my services. I got to get myself a plane ticket to Rome and get into Italy because all these women who are home during the day watching porn, they just need, you know, a little, you know, Italian something from New England to make them feel right in the afternoon because most of their husbands, Italian men, are scumbags and they're out during the day sleeping with other women. So Is that right? As, yeah, so I might as well go down there and, like, just whore myself out. You know, like, I, I got this dog walking thing going on, but I'd much rather be having sex with Italian women in, in Italy and walking somebody's dog, so... Take a couple weeks off and go to Italy. Yeah. That sounds good. Do you think, Beth? I think that sounds great. If you're great. an Italian woman and I knocked on your door and you're all horny watching porn, <laughs> would you just say, come on in, Nick, let's go? That's a lot of ifs. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ifs. Too many ifs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk to Jason from New Haven. Jason, good morning. How you doing, man? So what'd you learn today, Jay? Uh, well, D, I learned that uh, I guess you're still the only rocker who can uh, hide your sex pretty good. Oh, man, what was that? I, I don't know. His phone, well, try one more time, man. I'm the only rocker who can what? The only who can 
pretty good. Mm, we aren't getting yeah. it. Oh, ah! I say that, Jason. Because I'll say uh, of what I learned today. I learned Well, I learned a couple things. I learned that Kobe Dick drives a Toyota Sequoia. I think he meant an actual car. Yes. Not a Toyota. And uh, I learned that uh, those guys in Sugar Ray are righteous bros. They have good taste in music. And they did the right thing. How come they're not playing 104 Fest, for God's sakes? Get those boys down there. They played the chorus. We're not going to take it. And the stadium went wild. Mm-hmm. Any word on who's replacing Mariah Carey on this MTV Awards thing? I don't know. I, I didn't get the call. It's so weird. I can't believe you that. Maybe your call. phone was off the hook? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I missed Check the message. Check your messages, dude. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I want to see so many this phones. MTV thing. We got to talk about this. It's going to be big D. This is going to be huge. Can't wait. You want to bring <laughs> Bring it back. Bring back the whole thing. Yeah. It's all coming back. All right, well, let's try Jason one more time. Jason? I- oh, <laughs> Jason, your phone is shot, man. Okay. Um, your phone is shot, dude. And I, I hear it was a good one, too. All right, Sean, read him and weep. What do we got? What do you do when you see a whale, man? All right. Scott from Vernon learned that Best Mom has it going on by giving Best Sexy Lingerie to charge up Johnny Electric. Rob from West Hartford learned that if you word things correctly, you can get a dumb girl with big breasts to do anything for a Star Wars toy. And finally, Rob from Middlebury learned that kids are growing up awfully quick these days, especially in Waterbury, because the mayor is getting to them a little earlier. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Decisions, decisions. Any thoughts, Beth? I like um, the one who said that my mom's got it going on because she's pretty cool. She's cool. Yeah. I'll go with that. Scott from Vernon. Right on. You're going to the game, man. We got you a four-pack of tickets. Another new thing. What's that? I learned the Nick's a man whore, and I'm a winner. (laughs) Right on, man. You know what? Let's second thought this. No, only kidding, Scott. All right, man. Bring your buddies and hold on. We'll get your information. Rob and Rob, well played, but uh, we got to go. All right. Will Cow's coming in next. He's here. Gets here very early. Spends a lot of time on the computer contacting organizations, researching, and getting fired up. When he arrives here in the morning, usually he's very sort of mild-mannered and relaxed. You think? By the time he gets done with that computer, he's like a man on a mission. He's got to spread the word. Hey, all this week is D-Center Radio at the OzFest week. This Sunday, we found out there's still some seats left for Sunday's big OzFest show, okay? So, uh... Uh, you can still get tickets, all right? And we've got interviews going on all week long tomorrow on Decider Radio. You're going to hear an interview with Dave Draymond of Disturbed. And also, we're going to be debuting a new feature, Hypothetically. That's where you send your hypothetical questions to us at CaptainHowdy at ClearChannel.com. You know, serious ones or not so serious ones. The one we've been toying with is, would we give up our kidney if... We were Nick's only hope. Uh, 
and uh, there were some interesting answers to that, even while we were just, you know, toying with it. You better hope I'm a match, Lentino. (laughs) 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 I'm your only hope. (laughs) Help me, Beth. You're my only hope. (laughs) Bethy Wan Lockwood. (laughs) Uh, You know, and later we've got, uh, later this week, we've got interviews with Linkin Park, Twiggy from Alan Manson, the Union Underground, a special... Ozfest uh, at the Ozfest with Mudbone, Ozfest edition of Sagas Vast with Psycho Dan, Shame of the Ozfest with Nick and Sean. It's the week of Ozfest 2001 on D Snyder Radio. We do it in style here at Radio 104, okay? All right. Well, enough yakking. Have a great day. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow. Uh, I hope you're going to enjoy. We do. We, we before everything went haywire here. We were supposed to give you a manicure and a pedicure in the studio. I think I'm going to get them right after we get off the air, so it's good. You should. Well, we we thought you know we we discussed and we said you know you're going away for a weekend. I know Suzette likes to get a nice manicure and pedicure before a nice weekend. You know, will be a nice gift. Mm-hmm. I like to thank you guys for that and for the flowers and Pierce Cheap. Thank you for flowers. I got a card from Andrea and thanks for everybody who sent really nice wishes. I really really appreciate it. A lot of people said a lot of love going out to Beth Lockwood. Next week on D. Snyder Radio, Ted Nugent will be calling in, which will be nice to talk to Ted the Head. I haven't spoken to him since uh, right when I got off of this gig. I actually called up Nugent because he does radio as well. What's that? (laughs) Ted Nugent will call. Yes. You'll see. Oh, 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 we'll see. Okay. Uh, I think he might, actually, because I actually have his home number so I can call him. a brand new at home with Mudbone. Of course, we'll have a D Snyder Radio family feud. Plenty going on on D Snyder Radio. You got that to look forward to. Also, do you want to thank Milano's? And it's Raymond who's currently cutting Nick's hair. It's also Raymond's birthday. So happy birthday, Raymond, from Milano's in Bloomfield. Yeah, I know. I never know anybody who has my same birthday. Well, somebody cut Raymond's hair. Come on, you crazy kids. Dark side, get your scissors. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, jot it down on your calendar. If you're into some old school partying, I'm going to be performing a rare live performance at City Limits in Waterbury, Connecticut on Saturday, October 14th. Get your tickets in advance. They're cheaper, actually, and uh, you'll be sure to get in through Ticketmaster and Strawberry's locations. Three opening bands, Buff Daddy, Chain Reaction, and B-Side, some local bands. And if you need more info, call City Limits at 203-757-0111. Euro stickers today. The street team will be at Ski Market at Buckland Hills Mall in Manchester, Connecticut. They'll be hanging out there, hopefully... Organize in a fashion that will allow you to drive up, have a sticker placed on your car, and drive away with a sticker attached, simply put. If you can't get there, of course, you can always go to any of all 12 of the Record Express locations throughout the state of Connecticut. Or Ski Market in Manchester, Avon, and Danbury. Or Ricardo's Music Center in East and West Hartford and Glastonbury. They've got stickers while supplies last. Stop by there. And you can always just send in a uh, self-addressed stamped envelope to D. Snyder Radio, 10 Columbus Boulevard, Hartford, Connecticut, 06106, and we will send you one. All right, I think that's enough. Oh, last but not least, be sure to check out Dark Side Dave tomorrow morning between 6 and 10 a.m. with D. Snyder Radio Encore. Nothing but the choice cuts from D. Snyder Radio compiled from, the week, from this past week. For your listening pleasure. And tomorrow night at 11 o'clock, check out the House of Hair. You like old school 70s, 80s, early 90s, heavy metal and hair bands? You're going to love my nationally syndicated show. 
tomorrow night at 11 o'clock on Radio 104. If it ain't metal, it's crap! <laughs> <laughs> like the man says. All right, hey, everybody have a great weekend. I know a lot of people have off Monday. The kids do and parents do. Have a nice three-day weekend. We'll see you bright and early on Tuesday morning. Hang around for the new the guy coming up next. I'm saying new guy. He's not the new guy. New midday guy, Pike. All right, he's going to entertain you as he always does. Have a great day.